0: Brand new, whatever, I usually start it the same way every time. I'm in a house in Brooklyn with Rachel. Rachel is the brains and muscle behind Something's Burning. We are shooting episodes of Something's Burning. Do you want to say hi, Rachel? Is this the first podcast you've been on, despite the fact that you're part of Producing 20?
1: Maybe, yeah. Hi.
0: (laughs) She's engaged, boys. Anyway, uh, we are in Brooklyn shooting episodes of Something's Burning. Bobby Kelly and Michelle Wolfe are on their way. We have an episode with them. I'm going to a more quiet place to do my reads. It is absolutely gorgeous here. You know, it's so funny. I never lived in Brooklyn. The whole time I was in New York, I just lived in the city. And I couldn't understand why someone would live in Brooklyn. And now I'm in Brooklyn going, dude, fuck the city. My buddy Tony lives out here. It's gorgeous. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck Yes. This is why Ari loves New York so much. It is just overgrown in this backyard. There's a beautiful we're in a three-story, four-story, uh, uh, what is it called, like a brick building? And uh, I just got back from Europe last night. The European tour was fucking amazing, beyond expectation. I can't thank you enough. The fall tour is on sale. I'm so excited for that. We're going big again, getting a tour bus again. And I I, I think I figured something out about myself. I think if I figured, I figured if I turn life into a party and if I don't make it, see, sometimes with comedy, despite the fact that it's a blast and I love doing it, you can turn it into work. You can turn it into like not fun and just a job. I think I've done that on previous tours. I've done that with the road. I know I've definitely done that with the road. Towards the end of, of like probably four years ago, doing the road, I could just feel the tax of it. Sometimes being like away from the family, I, and you know, Rogan had said that to me a long time. He goes, "You got a tour with your friends," and I was like, "Yeah," but I was this big proponent of supporting local talent, getting local comics on stage, meeting local comics because they all moved to New York, and then you had a new group of friends. Like it was, I don't know. I just always believed in local comedy scenes. And I'm not saying I'm turning my back on that. I got, there's got to be a way I can help boost that in some respects. But touring with friends is a game changer. It's a fuck. everything's a fucking blast. Mark Normand uh, probably, I probably, I probably took a couple years off his life, but he definitely added a few to mine on this trip because I didn't drink as excessively as I normally do. I didn't. Sleep poorly, I slept good, I was excited every morning, we giggled every fucking morning, there's a bird sitting on a branch right next to me. I get I get overwhelmed but just coming from England and Ireland and knowing how old everything was. You know, in perspective, everything in LA is pretty young. But New York's like probably the oldest part of this country that we have. One of the oldest, I know, obviously. Fucking Roanoke or dumb fuck. But it's kinda of cool to think of how old Brooklyn is. Not to meander, it, guys, but uh, I feel really good. We got three days here, and then I'm home for a month, and then we're off to Australia. Like I said, the Australia—I got to figure out Australia. Just hit a Adam Green Tree; he just hit me up, trying to figure out like a camping hunting situation with him. Um, I have some days off in in uh, in Australia, so I'm gonna try to have some fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna really look at this fall tour as fun, just fun as fuck. And if I need to bring a couple comics on the road with us just to make sure that I'm not breaking one person every week at a time. I'm just going to have fun. That's, I mean, I think that should be the thing on life. Just have fun. Just slow down and have fun. Make sure everything's fun. If you're going to go for a run, don't make it like fucking sometimes I do this with running. I'll go to the park and I'll videotape myself running. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but if you like try to think of a way to shoot yourself running, you end up running like two miles and not, don't even realize you ran it. Anyway, I got to figure out that out with working out. I'm fucking fat as shit, people. I am the fattest I've ever been. Not really. I think I'm actually not that bad, but I'm still up there. I'm going to really have a health fucking... I was thinking about going into a silent rehab. You know those ones where you can't talk? (laughs) I was thinking about doing that. Um, Today's episode is... Speaking of fucking losing weight, today's episode is Diamond Dallas Page and Vance Heinz. I, Hines, I recorded this in the Tabernacle in Atlanta. In um, in the middle of the Body Shots tour, and they showed up. Vance, I, I was taken away. I almost got emotional. I think at the beginning of this interview because he looks so different. He looks so different. I know we're on the race to two hundred. That race hasn't really started for me. I don't know how much he's weighing right now, but if you don't know, he's the guy. He had a viral video go out. He saw me run the half marathon, listen to me and Joe and Tom and Ari talk about Sober October and got inspired. And he started losing weight. He started losing weight on his own, and then Diamond Dallas Page came in with Diamond Dallas Page's DDP's yoga. DDPY, I think is what it's called. I, the branding's not working here. I'm 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 a fucking ninny. Anyway, um And he started helping him with his weight loss and his diet and really transformed this man's life I mean He lost over 200 pounds when I see him today. I don't know where he is today But when I saw him on the day we recorded this podcast I came out of the bathroom and I did not recognize this guy. I mean, he looked fucking great He's my inspiration now I keep going like right now I woke up i'm like I should go for a jog in brooklyn. I was like, well, I should do reads first So if I can get this these reads done by nine i'm gonna go for a 30 minute jog come home uh shower and then start these episodes we got three today um i'll tell you a little more about them at the end this podcast is brought to you by cheers health cheers is designed to reduce the negative effects of alcohol and it fucking works use it i'm telling you We took it with me to, we took it with us to uh, Europe because I knew that I'd be out drinking every night and I knew I had early morning flights. All you got to do is take three pills before you go to bed and bam, you wake up, no nausea, no headache. You feel so much better and it's great for your liver too. It's like, uh, it's almost like an antacid for alcohol. Tears after alcohol aid neutralizes alcohol's negative effects so you can wake up. Feeling great. I took three capsules. You take two to four before you go to bed and you feel better in the morning. To use Cheers, that's all you got to do. Just after your last alcoholic beverage before you go to bed, pop those pills. And if you don't wake up feeling better or at least 50% better, than you look, you're not going to feel like 100% like I'm going to go run a marathon, but you will feel the effects. And if you don't feel at least 50% better the next day, you'll get your money back. Guaranteed. This is what you do. Try it out. I used it. Mark used it. It was funny shit. To like go, all right, here we go. Let's, you know, like we're gonna put the pedal to the metal, see what happens. You know what also ends up happening? <laughs> you, you because you because you take these pills, you take a big glass of water before you go to bed too. To order, visit CheersHealth.com. Enter the promo code Burtcast at checkout and get 10% off your first order, plus a free gift. That's CheersHealth.com, promo code BurtCast for 10% off and a free gift. Cheers. It's the best thing to happen to alcohol since alcohol. This podcast brought to you by ShipStation. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain in the ass. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. We ship out orders Daily, uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, right before I went to Europe, my wife first heard of ShipStation for the first time and lost her mind because we had just shipped everything from the tour bus back to our house. And she was like, are you kidding me? She, this is what blew her away. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solutions for you and your customers they even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for the large Fortune 500 companies. That is a game changer right there. You'll always know you're getting the best deal. It's no wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You ship, you'll ship. you ship more in less time with the ba- best rates available no matter what you're selling amazon etsy on your own website shipstation brings all the orders to you in one simple interface making them super easy to manage from any device even your cell phones get your orders out quickly save money shipping costs and keep your customers happy right now burstcast listeners can try shipstation free 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 for 60 days when you use a promo code burtcast there's absolutely no risk you can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit shipstation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Bert. That's shipstation.com. Then enter the promo code Bert Shipstation.com. Make ship happen. Make make ship happen. Oh, I just shipped myself. I think that was the play on words. This podcast is also brought to you by proflowers.com. Mother's Day is right around the corner. Where would you be without your mom? Think about it for two seconds. Let's take a second to really put this into play. Where would I be without my mom? I wouldn't be doing stand-up comedy. I definitely I wouldn't. I would not have as good of a relationship with my dad if it wasn't for my mom. My mom has always been my silent champion. When I grew my hair long and my dad hated it, my mom loved it and called me her little poet. When I got my ears pierced, my mom understood it. I can't tell you. There's some secret time stuff. I When things happen with girls that broke my heart, I could talk to my mom. I could never talk to my dad about that shit. I learned how to play in life because of my mom. Moms are so important. Think about all the moms in your life. Sisters, your wife, sister-in-laws, et cetera. Treat them right this Mother's Day. Get them flowers. We just got an arrangement from proflowers.com. They sent us one and <laughs> my wife thought I sent it. She didn't realize that they were going to be a sponsor. They just wanted us to just take a look at it and it's beautiful. It's right from the farm. It is in a beautiful vase, in a box, fresh. You open up the box and all of a sudden you're flooded with smells. It was a, a rose assortment. And my wife loved it. She was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But do that feeling that women get when they get flowers, you have the ability to give that to your mom this Mother's Day. You're doing it. You're listening right now. You can do it. ProFlowers carefully packages your flowers and delivers them fresh from the farm. That's what I said. An express delivery means her flowers stay fresh. They let you choose from a variety of bouquets, unique vases that suit every mom's style. Then simply select a delivery date you want right now. Get one dozen assorted roses for $19.99. That is a deal. Double the roses and get a premium vase for just $9.99 more. Visit ProFlowers.com and click the microphone in the upper right corner And enter my code, BurtCast. That's proflowers.com. And click the microphone, code, BurtCast. Mother's Day is May 12th. That is right around the corner. You don't want to wait. Order like a pro and get this amazing rose deal to thank all the moms in your life. That is all my reads. There will be some mid-roll reads in this podcast. This is a great podcast. It should be inspiring. I hope. uh, Thank you all my sponsors, by the way. And check out DDPY. Uh, di- check out Diamond Dallas Page because his, he's obviously not a sponsor of the podcast, but his yoga, is changing lives, the way he's doing it, he had me do some moves with him. Obviously, you know, uh, I'm, a mo- I'm a yogi master from Sober October of 2017, um, but I did some of his poses, and the way he does it with this, like, static energy is pretty fucking interesting, Um, it, it, it forces you to be in the moment. It's, it really is great. It's the way I first did yoga. I I thought that's the way yoga should be done. Are what kind of flowers are these? I'm back outside in Brooklyn, uh, getting ready. They're, they're prepping the kitchen. I might go for a run. I fucking wonder if it's cool to look into people's backyards. It's so cool here in Brooklyn. I want the girls to live here for one, one year. Maybe I'll get a job in New York and move my family out. My dogs. My cat. Can you have cats in New York? No. Someone's going to kill them. Um, all right. I'm going back inside. I just had my coffee. I'm going to take a shit. Let's see how we're doing in here. Uh. Oh, everyone's awake, huh? Nice. We're moving good, huh? Kitchen's looking ready. There's a printer on my cooking station. I put it there. Uh. Body Shots World Tour fall dates are on sale at BurtBurtBurt.com. We have added shows. I think uh, we've added shows. Go to my Instagram to check out what we've added, what shows we've added. But we've added like probably nine shows, I think, and we're going to add a few more. But I can't promise I'm going to add tickets. So make sure to get your tickets right now for the tour dates in your city. Australia, New Zealand. New Zealand, show up in mass. I'm coming, New Zealand. I'm coming. We're going to Bali first, and then we're going to New Zealand, then Australia, then two months off in September, we started up and we got a big surprise at the end of the year. Oh. have fun. Play this week. Make sure you find a way to incorporate play into your week. Make yourself giggle. Think of jokes and have a great fucking week. Uh, like I said at the beginning of this, this podcast is a guy who revolutionized his life, m- metamorphosized himself. He... When he first saw me, he was over 400 pounds. He is now 250, and he is living the life. I watch him on Instagram. You can follow him at, at vantines Hines, Law Dog, something. I've retweeted him a bunch. Just type in vantines Hines. Watch his transformation video, and check out Diamond Dallas Page, man. What an inspirational—both these guys are fucking inspirations. Diamond Dallas Page, if you don't know, was a pro wrestler for a long time. And by the way, and didn't get into wrestling until late in his life. And now got into yoga and fixing people's lives late into his life again. He's had so many rebirths in life. He's a fucking fascinating guy and a guy I'm happy to call my friend. He's texted me every now and then to keep me accountable. And I haven't been accountable lately, as you can imagine. But I'm starting that afresh Sunday morning of this week. Sunday morning. I'm changing my fucking life. I've said that a million times, but this time it's real. <laughs> you know it's bad. I got a I got a vo read from, sent to me, and it was a request. They're like, we really think you'd be great for the part. The name is Frank the Pig. I was like, time to lose weight, Bert. It's just a voiceover, but I fucking sound fat. Oh, um, yeah. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope it inspires you to lose some weight and get in shape. If nothing else, check out diamond Dallas page online, go to his, hit him up, man. He replies to you, hit up diamond Dallas page. If you're in a place and you're a little lost with your body and you're like, fuck, I don't know what to do. I've tried it all. Throw your lifeline to his direction. He will take that lifeline. And if you fucking show him the energy that he believes is, is real, trust me, that's the guy you want in your corner. Today's podcast: Diamond Dallas Page and Vance Hines.
1: This is the podcast.
0: You look absolutely fucking amazing.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you, man. Thank you.
0: You look. I mean, I, I, I. When, like, when you hear, like, transformation. You look absolutely, I mean, I'm almost, I'm not even fucking around, man. I'm a little emotional. (laughs) You look like a fucking totally different person.
2: Well, thank you, man. Thank you. It's it's, it's all because, this is my two heroes right here.
0: It's all because of you two. Oh, it's no look fucking, we're going to be very candid about it. Dude, I I cannot get past how different you look. You're a totally different man. Unbelievable. I'm 209 pounds down. You're skinnier than me?
2: I weigh two sixty six Monday. <laughs> uh, I wait. How much you weigh? I weigh 266. I don't know what I
0: weigh right now. I'm not fucking weighing myself.
2: Yeah. Fucking. I weigh two sixty six Monday. <sighs> I weighed two sixty four last week. I gained two pounds at the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, that gets just bad. two. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> two. Just two. Holy shit, man! I you look like a completely different human being. Well, thank you, man. If we're gonna yeah. if we're gonna be very candid, and you know, obviously I've introduced this up front, but I'm here with Vance and DDP and uh and i i mean i i never thought this would happen i mean i'm being dead serious when you said i'm gonna start losing weight i was like good for this guy and then when you started losing weight i was like oh cool i mean i really was like the. i think i was the only one following you at the time and i just retweeted it and i was like cool you know and then when you ran into dallas that was when things changed absolutely entirely and i because i if if we're going to say that there is any sort of uh, like parental relationship in this, like mentor type parental relationship, I was a very uh, distant uh, stepfather <laughs> 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 who would check in on you from time to time, but for the most part, literally, you adopted him, Dallas. Like you adopted him.
3: This is what happened. Somebody, I was going on Twitter. You know me, and you, you work your Twitter, yeah. And someone I, I had a comment, and they said, "Bert." You should have DDP on your podcast. Yeah, and I said, man, I would love to do Bert's podcast. So I go, I'm not even following. him. Let me go follow him. So I go to follow him, and I see him, and he's got the camera out there. Yeah, and he's talking about how you inspired him to get off his ass, and he's got his shirt off, and he's 260 mm-hmm. some pounds still. Yeah, I'm like, wow, this guy's got balls, she real balls. balls. Yeah, In my underwear. She right, as balls. Right, I can yeah. see the balls. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was so blown away by the accountability factor that he put on himself and so i wrote to him and i said hey um looks like you're serious if you're really going to really put the work in hit me up i'll uh dm me yeah and he dms me and he basically says i'm sorry but i don't know who you are <laughs> and I'm, okay he goes but my twitter board lit up like a christmas tree if you don't take ddp's help you're crazy And he goes, I used to say no to everything. This is a great, great, really great quote. He said, I used to say no to everything. I'm learning now to say yes
2: to everything.
0: He goes, I will absolutely take your help. Wow. And at that time, you were what, two or three? I was
2: probably uh, four, uh, started at 475 November 20th yeah and then so and he reached out to me january the first uh and so i was in about six weeks i was probably down 30 pounds or so and uh and then so i was probably 470 at the time holy shit Mm -hmm. i mean four to 40 i started at 475 i was probably about 445 but as you know that's
3: like throwing a deck chair off the titanic
0: yeah (laughs) that's i mean that that weight that weight at that point is is What's it like being 470?
2: Uh, it's, I can't, you know, I mean, once you get, when, when you get to 400, you start having trouble with taking care of your personal needs, you know. You like wiping your ass. Can't wipe your ass. I had to have wipe it. There's a thing out there called a bottom buddy. Have you ever heard of a bottom buddy?
0: No, but I'm really close to needing one right you, now. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to look it up. Jesus Christ. What's it, a, what is a bottom buddy?
2: It's a plastic deal that you stick toilet paper on the end so you can wipe your ass,
0: you know. I, I we got a bidet in our house, and it's the yeah. greatest thing I've ever gotten in my. I, I'm wipe free. I haven't wiped yeah. in like years. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, but you're on the road. You got one in the bus. No, yeah. no, I've
0: yeah. been wiping a lot. I Just was wiping yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> so 420. What was your blood pressure? Was your blood pressure high at the time?
2: Yeah, but they, it was always controllable on medicines. I mean, I, um, you know, I, I've had blood pressure for for since uh, since the 90s. Probably issues with blood pressure and weight. Sweet. So when did you start gaining weight? right out of college i was i played football one year in college at a little bitty school and i played at 220 and uh uh, after that i started ballooning up you know and yeah uh, i went to law school uh, uh in uh 89 to 93 and i was about 300 320 in law school and then uh from there i just kept inching up you know i'd have times i'd do good and lose weight and and then fall off and gain it all back or more. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but I'd been 450 to 475. You know, I was probably, I probably pushed 500 at times. Really? Yeah. But that, the heaviest I ever weighed on the scale was 478. Mm-hmm.
0: Do, you, do you, don't do you kind of wish you were heavier now when you started? Like, wouldn't it be great yeah, if you had uh, been 520 and you're
2: no, like, ah. No, no, <laughs> no. You don't know the trouble you have. I mean. The world ain't made for 475-pound people, you know? The
0: world's not made for 240-pound people. Yeah, you can't it's sit not. in
2: chair. You can't ride airplanes. I, I yeah. wouldn't go on an airplane and, uh, uh, you know, sitting in chairs. Hell, I broke uh, uh, three chairs in our old historic courthouse, you know, during hearings or trials. Really? Or something. Yeah, one of them I just – the thing just squashed out on the floor. Yeah. The judge just started laughing, so – but, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, the world's not made for a 475-pound person.
0: I, I I I agree. I mean, it, I start looking at, like, you go look at Target XLs are different than Gap XLs. They're different yeah, than Banana Republic XLs. Right.
2: I, I, I wore 6XLT in, in a shirt, and I wore 58-28
0: pants. Good God. What, what are you at now? What size pants? I, I
2: squeezed into some 38s last week, and I really? filmed it and put it on Instagram and Twitter and everything. These are 40s. They're a so little wait, bit
0: loose. So wait, Dallas, how tall are you? You're a tall man. 6'4", and I, and I hold right around 230. 230? What was your uh, biggest you've ever been?
3: Uh, 270 when I was wrestling, but I was really comfortable around 255, 250. But I hated all that extra muscle. I mean, I hated it Yeah. because it was a job. For him, where he could look at food, he gained weight.
0: You know, I, for me, I had to stuff my, to force feed myself. So then what was your, so I, I wanted, there's like 19 different things I want to talk about but I think what most is on the tip of my where, where I'm at is like, what was your plan with him when you when you saw him in Dallas when you saw Vance and you said I can help, I, like wh- what was your plan?
3: I always because I, I have so many people ask me, you know, and the main thing is I have to educate them because most people have no idea what they're eating, so I, I make people. It's I like call it the list, and you got to take pictures and measurements and blood pressure and all that stuff. So you see the weight. The inches, the pain, the numbers go down. That gives you confidence. Yeah. That automatically, you're going to feel better. Next thing I'm going to do is educate you on the food. You got to watch Food Inc. You got to watch Genetic Roulette. You got to watch GMO, OMG. And you got to watch Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Because if you watch those four movies, you're going to really be educated what we do, but you're also going to know what's in the food you're eating. So now it's on you. So after I called you, I said, "Don't call me till you watched all that stuff and did all the things." Would you call me up and tell me? Do you remember?
0: Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember.
3: What the hell do I eat? Yeah,
0: <laughs> dude, I know what the fuck he eats. He eats yeah. an avocado and an egg every fucking day. Yeah, and he' eats the an avocado yeah. and an egg. And I look at that and I go, I go, I what? I I don't even understand that. Like yeah. I, you know. I have sincere. I, it's it's been a joke, obviously. Uh, uh, it's part of just to keep everyone up to speed. That's maybe following along for the first time. This all all of this started with Tom Segura. All of this started with Tom Segura fat shaming me when Tom Segura was two seventy five and I was two forty, and he started calling me the fattest working comic in America. It was ridiculous, and so we got into this fat shaming contest that went what i would argue is viral until i saw your video your yeah. transformation video and uh, and then we, we did it on rogan we did the weight loss and rogan was really proud of us for losing the weight rogan is is literally um it one of his one of his uh hallmarks of his career has been fitness he, he's a he's yeah. a big really intense fitness guy yeah. And so we did it. And he cares. And he does care. He he, he's a very—he cares too much, I would argue. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so then from that we started Sober October. And when we were doing Sober October, I had said to my friends Ari, Tom, and Joe that I could run a marathon with no training, and in, in under six hours or f- under five hours, whatever. And I ended up running that half marathon just to see where I was at. And I ran the half marathon in like two hours, I think two hours or something. And that's when you saw that video. So this all stems from a fucking joke that a fat man did to another fat man. Yeah. It takes it to this. But I have always had, and I never I never realized I was fat. I never realized, I never thought of myself as fat. I have whatever the delusional thing a brain works where you go, yeah. I look good. And you don't, you don't even know it. And then you see a picture of yourself, you're like, well, I was a fat shit. Yeah. I have a real problem with it food and eating and i don't eat healthy and especially when i'm on the road i've been gaining weight and just not and i can i can't stop it i mean obviously i'm not going to quit drinking so but uh but so when i watch you eat i just am lost i go an avocado and an egg what the fuck yeah, But that's not all
3: he's eating he eats some really
0: good stuff he eats too. some oatmeal yeah, he's like it's yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, keto you're no. not anything you're it's just a, no, eating like,
2: healthy yes yeah, non-gmo organic um um Gluten free, <laughs> dairy free, and uh, you know it's just you're just eating clean. It's uh, I eat about four to six ounces of protein and veggies is basically what I eat the rest of the day. And in the morning, I eat two boiled eggs, an avocado, and a bowl of Kia. And I know that that's not gonna spike my blood sugar too much. And and all I drink is water.
0: I know that You drink titles. well water.
2: Yeah, I drink crazy water. <laughs> Number four,
0: he said to me. I go, what the fuck out kind of water you drink? And he goes oh you had to grow up on well water <laughs> yeah they sent you a box didn't they no i don't think so oh, i
2: thought they said they were
0: gonna send you a box oh, i'd love to try my wife grew up on well water she'd yeah. love it so then you said all right so you watch those movies now get back to me and he gets back to you
3: and i i start to explain it. okay so here's like what they did to the wheat how they changed the wheat to you know completely ruin it um if you look at the last 25 years since genetically modified food take over. Obesity, heart disease, cancer, diabetes. The numbers are through the roof. So there's a scare factor. And you're 475. Yeah. Like, you, keep, you ain't going to be around much longer. So, here, so here's what you do eat, And on my DDP Yoga Now app that I set them up with, not only workouts start in bed. Like, you can't get out of bed. Yeah. I got three workouts in bed. They'll get you to sit work out in a chair. Yeah. Eight workouts in a chair. To use a chair. And then at some point, you don't need the chair. But I also got all these cooking shows that shows you, you like pasta? I'll make you the best pasta you ever had. I mean, you want beer? I got beer. I got, I got a, there's a um, replacement for everything. And that's just knowing the replacements. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the ones that taste like shit. I'm talking about the ones that taste great. Because I don't care how healthy it is. If it don't taste great. I ain't eating it, bro. Yeah. So that's how it starts in a little bit at a time. And then when I see them going off a little bit, I just pull them back in and go, way too many peanuts. Because what most people think, well, they're almonds. They're great for me. One ounce of almonds is 170 calories. Yeah. One ounce. And you sit there, you eat 10 ounces, you just ate 1,700 calories. Yeah. Eating a can of peanuts.
0: I look at calories now uh, when I'm, I'm trying to lose weight, but I'm just doing it by, I'm very unhealthy with losing weight. The first time I lost, I lost 40 pounds in a month and I, or 30 pounds in a month and I just did it by, I would take a Xanax at like, oh God. yeah, 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 yeah. It's the Jake the Snake uh, way of losing weight, I think. Uh, I would take a Xanax at like, on like, on like Saturday if I was home. I'd take a Xanax at 4 p.m. And then I'd uh and then at, at like eight o'clock it was out of my system, but I'd fall asleep great. And then I'd wake up Sunday morning and I'd take an ambient when I woke up. And then I'd sleep <laughs> all day Sunday. And then when I woke up Sunday night, football would be on, I'd have a double T and soda, maybe another one, and then the ambient would kick back in, the residual ambient and the Xanax and I'd pass out. And I'd wake up Monday with no calories in. Yeah. Down like and I and it's I would drop water I think, weight really quick. I'd lose like twelve pounds. But uh, that's, that's a I real way. Yeah, I think yeah. you,
2: ought to, you I, th- I think that's the new Burt diet. I think. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, uh, I'm definitely. I using not, the Burt's
0: dead diet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So i have never been healthy about it. And then so now, are you doing yoga? Daily? Yeah.
2: Well, hell, if I don't, he jumps on me. Shit. Well, first of all,
0: what's that say right there? D D P Y. Fuck yoga. Yeah, yeah. Well, your yoga is different. Someone was I heard I heard in a YMCA. I'm sitting in there and some guy goes, Oh, don't take the yoga class here. D- 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 DDP's yoga is different. You should do that. I was listening to these two guys and I so badly wanted to jump in and go, Oh, I know these guys, I know what you're talking about, but I didn't. I just <laughs> listened and he was saying it was how is your different how does your yoga differ?
3: For starters,
0: I I'm the guy. We've got to give a little history, you know. Please especially
3: people who don't know. I didn't start wrestling till I was thirty five years old.
0: Yeah, you you had a really interesting story. Were you running bars in Tampa? Yeah. Nightclubs, not night strip clubs, nightclubs. Night but, but what nightclubs were you running? Well,
3: in Fort Myers, Florida, I had a place called Elations, another one called Temptations, uh, up in uh, at New Jersey, uh, called Club Xanadu. I, I worked in bar business all over the Are country.
0: you from
4: Jersey? Jersey boy, yeah. Yeah.
3: Same, you know, Jersey Shore, where Bam Bam Bigelow was one of my boys, Yeah. but also Johnny Bon Jovi, Bruce Springsteen, Danny DeVito, and Jack Nicholson, all from the same area.
0: Really? Pretty crazy. And so you moved down to Florida in your 20s?
3: In my late 20s, yeah. And By the way,
0: that is the story of every Northeast kid. Right. I'm I'm not even joking. All my uncles were like that. They all grew up in Philly. And just late 20s, moved down to Florida, start over, start clean. So you start running nightclubs in Florida.
3: Uh, down here. But I I was doing it in North Jersey, too. And and at the time, um, I tried to wrestle when I was 22, but it didn't work out for me. And then uh, I got this big club in Fort Myers called Norma Jean's Dance Club. And the place is packed, and I got a camera at the front and the back. And I'm in the office, and I see a guy walk in, and looks just like Jake Snake Roberts. I'm like, holy shit, that looks just like him. So I run around the outside, and I go to my girl at the front door, I go, Judy, some guy walk in here looking like Jake the Snake? She goes, I think it's him. Everybody thinks it's him. So I go running in like a Mark. When I see him, I slow down. I want to be cool. I walk up to him, I go, uh, hey, man, you Jake the Snake? Who wants to know? The guy who runs the place. Yeah. What are we drinking? That's how we became drinking buddies. Really? And a bunch of the guys would come by because when you wrestle in Tampa or you wrestle in Miami, Fort Myers right in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it became a good stopping ground. And it really just got me thinking, man, I'm too old to wrestle now. At the time I was 31. But maybe I could manage guys, like be a voice. Yeah. So long story short, I sent a tape in. With guys who wanted to be wrestlers, I made up—I made them all up: Rock Hard Rick, B- B- uh, Rock Hard Rick, Big Bad John, and Ted E. Bear. He was a midget, <laughs> <laughs> and he came in with the Diamond Dolls. I sent the tape to the A.W.A., which was a Midwestern yeah. area, and uh, they called me up. They're like, "Hey, man, we you, uh, like your tape. Uh, Want to bring you and your boys in for a tryout?" But we got one question. Why well, are you guys working? No one's ever heard of you before.
1: <laughs>
3: and I was like, well, um, those guys can't wrestle. They are like, what? Like, well, they want to wrestle, but it's like a secret society. And they were like, well, don't call us. We'll call you. Yeah. But two weeks later, a guy named Paul, he dangerously, now he's known as Paul Heyman in WWE, he left. So it left the young guy that could talk. An opening. So they brought me in for a tryout. I hit the audition and. I would do that for the next couple of years on ESPN yeah, on Saturdays at 12 o'clock. And just, I, it, it never really went anywhere for me. But then I got Dusty Rhodes, who took me under his wing for Florida Championship Wrestling. That whole time, I ain't leaving my day job. I still got my nightclub. Really? Yeah. So that's where I'm making my money because I'm not making any money doing this shit. And then I finally, Dusty ends up in WCW, which was owned by Ted Turner, right here in Atlanta, G.A. And he brought me in, and he brought me in as a manager and a color commentator, and after five months, they are like, the hair, the wrap, the bling, the dolls, no one's paying attention to the wrestler. So, Bert, they're basically telling me that Diamond Dallas Page was too over the top for professional wrestling. So, Holy
4: shit. <laughs> so
3: I got seven months left on my contract, and I figured I'm going to go down and wrestle. I was 35 and a half. Everybody laughed at me. I, Michael PSA fell on the ground laughing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that made me work harder. And my career took off when I was 40. That was a 96.
0: It's a blessing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's better to find success later in life than to, to really blow up then because you, there's a part of you that really appreciates it. We absolutely. Like, like, I try, well, you don't speak to me. I'm 46, and this is my first theater tour, and I'm not fucking it up. I don't drink on stage. i'm sober the entire night we get done i do a meet and greet with a thousand people i shake everyone's hand i look them in the eyes and i go i and then when they said it was a great show i go you have no idea how much that means to me because dude i was 35 watching people walk past me right and and i put on a banger show and people would be like yeah take care man not even say good show i used to as a joke i used to tell people as they left great show tonight and people always go, thank you <laughs> And so yeah I, I completely know what you mean to find okay. it to find success in your 40s like my, myself or Bill Burr or Louie or like any Louis is a bad example now but it just, it, I still stand by it but I think you just are much more appreciative
3: I think in life in general yeah you know and with a lot of the young kids say because of whether it's YouTube or whatever social media event that could skyrocket them all of them want to be rich and famous which is cool and i got no problem with wanting to be rich and famous you just can't want it first
0: it's got to be yeah you gotta put the work in it's got to be a part of an uh, whatever yes it's it's like rich and famous without any talent and that was me when i was 25 i'm sure you guys know but if you don't know when i was 25 rolling stone magazine discovered me and called me the number one party animal in the country Oliver stone option the rights of my life and i moved to new york to do stand-up and i did not i was like and then will smith discovered me six months in and I just walked away from stand-up. I was like, cool. I'm, I'm on that path now. This is how it works. The world's meant to be perfect for Bert. And then when all that went away, I was like, fuck. I was like 30 years old. my I didn't have any TV shows. And I was like, I got to go on the road. I got to figure out stand-up. And that's when I started focusing. But yeah, so at 40, you start. That's when you.
3: That's when my career takes off like a rocket. Mainly because two good friends of mine um, who I developed really, real relationships with, Kevin Nash. And Scott Hall, they were the two hottest guys in wrestling at the time. Um, they just left the WWF to become WCW. And they were Diesel and Razor. And when they got to the WCW, they just said, you know who we are. Because everybody did. Yeah. So they never had to change the name and come up with a, a bad name or whatever. Yeah. And the real names were Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Kind of cool names, too. Yeah. So they... they Came in and just dominated the you know everybody on our show. I was the real life boy, you know. I was I created Scott Hall's gimmick like when they wouldn't give him a job anymore, they wouldn't try him out. Cause you know we've seen you. Yeah, yeah, you know, you've already had your shot.
4: Yeah.
3: I turned his hair all black, got rid of his walrus mustache. Yeah. Grew that cool five o'clock shadow beard. All of a sudden, no one even recognized him. And then he became huge in WWF. So. They, we, Kevin almost quit a hundred times. I'd be like, don't let them beat you, big man. Yeah. And we one of the biggest stars in the world. So I was, uh, we all, in a weird way, you've
0: always had this part of your personality that is, is like, I want to take care of everyone around me and that will take care of me.
3: True, bro. True. I heard, do you, you ever hear Zig Ziglar?
0: Yeah. I actually, I think I took a picture of his, I had him do a promo with me to sell tickets where I was like, guys, a lot of people say I'm fat, but I'm working out and I lift my shirt off. And then I switched shirts with him, and he had my shirt up. And then he lifted his shirt up. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, No, wait. I'm thinking of Dolph Ziggler. (laughs) Sorry. My bad.
3: Zig Ziggler is a a Bible Belt Thumper uh, um, inspirational speaker.
1: Okay.
4: And when I was
3: 22 years old, I just happened to catch him on a, you know, turning the channels. Yeah. And he said, you can get whatever you want as long as you help. Enough people get what they want.
0: Mid-roll Reads. Mid-roll Reads. What are they? These are Mid-roll Reads. (laughs) This podcast is also brought to you by Quip. It is time for spring cleaning, and Quip has an easy way to start with your brushing habits. In just two minutes, twice a day, you can help pave a way for a healthier mouth and mind. And now, the whole family can get refreshed with Quip. The new Kids Quip has the same two-minute timer and guiding pulses as the original version with no childish gimmicks so they can brush just like the grown-ups in their life. The new brush is the same as the original, just tweaked for the size down mouths. The kids are inspired to brush better and more often with oral care that looks and feels like the products that the adults in their lives use, and now they're proud to use Quip. Help them develop a grown-up routine without the childish gimmicks. The new brushes are a little smaller. They have watermelon anti-cavity toothpaste and rubber grip handles and colors That the kids will love, same sensitive sonic vibrations, built in two minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you to switch sides and help you clean your entire mouth and the multi use cover, which I absolutely love. I've been using this brush. The entire time on tour, I throw it in my backpack, I pull it out, I pull off the cover, I put it on the mirror, it sticks to the mirror, I throw my brush in the mirror, and then I never forget to brush my teeth on the road. The best part of Quip is brushes are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. A friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and stay committed to your oral health. I absolutely love this brush. My daughter stole these brushes when we first got them, and now they're making them for kids. My daughters are going to lose their fucking minds. That's why I love Quip and why over 1 million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Burt right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free if you go to getqui com slash Burt. This podcast is also brought to you by Brooklinen. You spend a third of your life in the sheets. If you're me, probably two-thirds of your life in the sheets. It's time to upgrade your bedding. You should feel like you're at a five-star hotel when you're in the sheets, and it shouldn't be difficult and expensive to get that feeling at home. Uh, I got these Brooklyn in sheets. Leanne and I got them, and we bought a different color uh, duvet than we did the sheets. And then we liked them so much, we thought we'd mix and match. We ended up buying the same color duvet as the sheets. And then I asked Mike Bertolina who is, we're here in Brooklyn. I asked him to run to my house because I've been having such crappy night's sleeps. I go, please just grab one set of sheets and fly out with them. So the bed I have here will have those sheets I don't like sleeping on Airbnb sheets. I slept in Brooklyn in sheets last night here in Brooklyn. Oh, it's almost fitting. This is a company that was founded in early 2014 by husband and wife, Vicky and Rich, full up. Their mission, five-star sheets in your bed. Easy and affordable. The five-star sheets you get at hotels, You get to sleep with them in your bed. Brooklyn was for the first DTC bedding company, meaning they work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middleman, just great product, great service. It's the fastest growing breading brand in the world with over 35,000 five-star reviews. I swear my Brooklyn and Sheets are the best. And they're the most comfortable sheets I've ever slept in. I I, I was going to say I can't wait to get home, but now I have them here. I will pack them in another bag, fly them home with me. That's how much I love them. I had I had them on my tour bus. They're the fucking greatest. I'm telling you. Brooklyn is giving an exclusive offer just to my listeners. Get 10% off your first order And free shipping when you use the promo code BIRDCAST at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets and comforters and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get the 10% off your first order and free shipping is to use the promo code BIRDCAST at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code BIRDCAST. Brooklinen. These really are the best sheets ever. And I was a natural helper for people anyway. Oh, that is that is a Hollywood to a T. You can't make money in Hollywood unless you make four, five other people money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have said that. I've said that time and time again. Stop being concerned about how much money you're making everyone else because you will stop making money the second you don't make them money.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, But
3: for me, I just felt like, it was also who I was too, you know, I, I helped, I helped 30 guys get jobs in professional wrestling when I was there Yeah, you know, in a spot that could actually, you know, get them to live a dream, mm-hmm. like being in a show, whatever. But you know, it was just, it was part of, it really made me feel good about me. Like everything that I do and like what I'm doing today, the whole DDP yoga thing. And again, the reason why I'm branding it DDP, why now? Why? Because I want people to stop calling it just
4: yoga yeah
3: you know so back i'm 40 years old my career takes off that's 96 97 98 i'm literally on top of the world then i signed a multi-million dollar deal and i blow my back out so badly i ruptured my l4 and l5 so badly for me to get up man like I have to push myself up and yeah three spine specialists tell me you're done i just signed a multi-million dollar deal what do you mean i'm done like you go out and you try to wrestle again, you'll be crippled. How about we fuse it? Twenty years ago, I was so good. Like I wouldn't have, I'd never let anybody cut my back. Yeah. It'd have to be completely broken and I can't move. Yeah. Um, because once you cut in that, it start my, my buddy Hulk Hogan's got eight back surgeries. Yeah. Eight. That was the last time I talked to him, which was two years ago. So I don't know how many he has now. But for me, the guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga would look at anything at that point. At that time, it was introduced to me by my ex-wife. And it was frustrating as hell. Couldn't figure out, you know, because there was no modifications. Like with DDPY, I modify everything. It starts yeah. in bed. Yeah. You know, but yoga, not so much.
0: No, yeah. So. Yeah, I got- we did. We did hot yoga for an entire month. Me, Joe, Ari, and Tom. We did 15 hot yoga, uh, Bikram classes. Right. That's, Bikram like, that's
3: like Nazi
0: classes. Fucking. I hate it. It's exhausting. It's the same two moves. It's the same 18, what, 19 moves two times. It's 90 minutes. I mean, me and Segura would, we went to almost every class together and we would look at each other in like agony. Was it
3: a bet or something that you went that many times? Yeah, it was a
0: bet. We did Sober October and it was the, Joe found out how much I drank and he said, I bet you, you can't not drink for a month. And then Tom and Ari were like, I bet we, we'll do it with him. Cause I, I was I said I'd, I had like nine drinks a night and then Joe's like that's a lot and Tom's like they're doubles <laughs> and, and so we did uh, we did <laughs> so Joe's like yeah well will no, we'll all not no it was me Ari and Tom and then Joe was like I'm not gonna give up weed for the month and we were like oh you have a problem and we started a hashtag called pray for Joe <laughs> and it shamed him into we shame has been a really big big uh, motivating tool in our friendship <laughs> but we shamed him into doing it with us and he was like we'll do it but we have to do 15 uh hot yoga classes so we did 15 bikram yoga classes in a month which is aggressive it's a, a, a great what joe does 15 anyway so like it yeah. wasn't like we asked him to do anything out of his comfort zone i think he does 12 every month regardless so uh but it was uh it was intense by the end i I felt much better, but then obviously, you know, it's like once you do something that much, you just like, I tap out. also
4: in
3: a hot room, so it's comfortable. I don't say comfortable. No, it's not comfortable, but yeah. comfortable for your body to get in those positions. Try doing it in a cold room. Yeah. Whole different animal. See, what for me, the yoga started working. Like in three weeks, I felt it was helping. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't giving me everything. You know, I, I, needed, I needed rehab. I was rehabbing for the back, too. I rehabbed both shoulder surgeries, both knee surgeries. So I know a lot about rehab. But what I figured out instinctively was how to break up scar tissue. That's what alleviates the pain. That's what really creates the flexibility. So what I did was I mixed the yoga positions with the rehabilitation techniques. Then I threw in old school calisthenics, push-ups, squats, crunches. And I did them with a slow burn movement. In the beginning, instead of just going to plank and lowering cobra, down dog, I'd lower for three two, one. Then hold for three, push up for three, lower for three, hold for three, then go to Cobra to down dog. Now I'm doing them on my knees.
4: Yeah. In
3: the beginning. Yeah. Cause I can't do them right. Eventually I got off my knees. Eventually those three second push ups became five, five became 10, 10 become sets of 10. Next thing you know, my body's getting stronger. I'm breaking up the scar tissue. I'm creating the strength. I'm realizing that I'm not just stretching. I'm stretching and strengthening the muscles, the ligaments, and the tendons. Mm-hmm. And then I cramp something completely by accident. I call it dynamic resistance. But you know, just hold that back there. And I open my fingers really wide like this. Right? Yeah. See how the mold muscle engage? Yeah. Just, just feel my hand right here like that. Okay. I feel that. Yeah. When, when, when you open the Here, talking to the mic. See how every muscle in my hands, in my forearms, in my tr- triceps, everything's engaged. Yeah. So just reach out, and grab. Reach out, and grab the ball. Open your fingers wide, really the wide. That's it. Feel everything's tight. Yeah. Now, when you move and create your own resistance as you're moving, what's going to happen is every time you flex or engage a muscle, your heart has to get faster to get to the muscle, so it has to beat faster. Before you know it, your heart rate goes from 80, 85, to 120, 225, 230, 135, standing still. Yeah. It's time under tension. So what I created completely by accident. Yeah. Today I called DDPY. Kick-ass cardio, dramatically increase your flexibility, strengthen your core at a whole different level with minimal joint impact. And the people at the home can't see this. But when I blew my back out, you can give them the diagram. This is where my, my flexibility was.
0: That's where you could go. Is that, that's, that's how far I go. That's you can reach down to like almost almost by your by mid-shin. Mid shin.
3: This is my flexibility cold. You
0: see what I'm doing? Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. He looks like he can suck his own dick. <laughs> I, by the way, if I had that flexibility, Just I'm not sure I'd leave the house.
3: <laughs> but... Here's core that flexibility is one thing, core strength is a whole nother animal. We we'll don't stand here and talk to you and grab either one of my feet, and we'll use my left foot as an example.
0: I can't do this move at all. Shut the fuck up.
3: Hold have a conversation with you at six foot four, 230 pounds, and I'll be 63 years young april 5th you're gonna get a picture of this Brenner that's
0: fucking ridiculous right now he's standing on one foot he's holding his other foot up in the air at like a t that is fucking insane so yeah. that's core strength that's 63 <laughs> by the way by the way uh the only other person i've seen do that because that's a move that we were supposed to do in uh in in bikram went one of the moves but well, I, me and tom never got there we could we barely could get our foot onto our knee <laughs> And Rogan pulled out that one where he fucking banged his leg out like that because he was a uh, Taekwondo guy yeah, or something sure. or something like karate or I don't know. I don't listen very well during stories. He was a, <laughs> he was a what, what, what was Rogan? He was like a jujitsu champ or not. He's
4: no,
3: no. a brown belt, not jujitsu.
0: Yeah, but no, but he was the he was the world, not Taekwondo, like a kickboxer. I don't know.
3: Either way, he's a bad man. <laughs> yeah,
0: there yeah, he, is. he is. He's a bad man. So, so by
4: the
3: bottom line is in three months. I'm back in the ring at 42. Those spine specialists tell me I'm never wrestling again. Yeah. Three months later, I'm back in the ring. Four months later, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. That's like our Oscar, bro. Yeah. You know, don't get any better than that. And to give an example of a guy named Chris Jericho, say he was a huge star in professional wrestling at 41. Same thing happened to him. Did you ever see the, uh, the video of the disabled veteran that I helped walk again?
2: Arthur Borman. Borman.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I'm sure I did. I just don't remember.
3: I'm going to just show you some pictures. Right I've seen here. a
0: lot of the shit you did. One of my favorite, probably the hardest I've ever laughed in my entire life. I know it's not a funny moment, is when Jake the Snake is outside at the airport trying to convince oh, you that he's God. sober. And you look at him and you go, Jake, you're in your socks. <laughs> 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 I fucking, I howled laughing at that.
3: This, this is Arthur Borman.
0: All right. Okay. Five six. Oh, here, go back. Yeah. Five six. You're talking to the microphone. Two,
3: five six. Two hundred ninety-seven pounds. Cannot walk out either The knee braces, the back brace, or the canes. Yeah. Day one. Ten months later. Forget the weight loss. Forget the fact that he lost one hundred and forty pounds in ten months.
0: He looks like he looks he looks like. On the first, no, no disrespect to Arthur, but the first picture, he looks like every guy you'd see at Comic-Con. Like two different black colored clothes where the blacks don't match. Like one's an old black, one's a new black. He's got arm braces that are like canes that are like, you know, like crutches. He's got a ponytail and his belly is like Alfred Hitchcock times 10. <laughs> and on this one, he looks like a guy that teaches self-defense in a strip mall. Like he's ribbed. He's got his chest is barreled. Like, he's got a barrel chest now, like a fucking... And his belly is like... He looks like he's wearing, like, a size 32.
3: But Forget again, those pictures. These are the pictures I care about. Getting his flexibility back. Shut his flexibility up. is the youth. This is my favorite picture. I'm like, Arthur.
0: Dude, he looks Asian in that picture. He's so fat. <laughs> like, he's not an Asian guy, right? No. Dude, he... I mean, am I, am I crazy? He looks... It, it, he looks like a different ethnicity lost so much weight.
3: I'm like, Arthur, why is your son holding on to you? He said, because I'll fall. Not anymore. From this guy, now, you know, yeah. one of the pictures, just remember I said take the six pictures? One of them is that roundhouse kick. He can't stand on two feet. How's he going to stand on one and do it? He's
0: got braces on his legs. That's and now how. he's, shut the fuck up.
3: But, Bert, this is what DDPY really
0: is. I feel like this is an intervention for me. <laughs> <Damn>! <laughs> this is what it really is. He's
3: 5'6". Yeah. On his one-year anniversary doing my program, he would lost 140 pounds. More importantly, lost some knee braces, back braces, wraparound canes. Not just to walk, but run. One year to the day, on his anniversary, he's 5'6" took a picture of a six foot two son standing, standing on his, his
0: back with his cat. <laughs> that's the most In a plank part. position. That's fucking insane. You gave him his life back. You gave him a life back. I mean, what gave but, me mine back, dude, you yeah. don't even have to start. You're, you have a different, you're yeah. a different fucking human being. You're yeah. you don't even, I don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah. That so, I I mean, that's, that's, so then what is, like, when, because I think some of us maybe have it branded, a lot of the documentary about Jake, where it was, like, you in your house, bringing people into your house, doing it in your house. Right. Now it's gotten a lot bigger. Way bigger. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I'm, you're, I'm hearing advertisements on Rogan's podcast for a million-dollar giveaway or something. And yeah. and just- so so then describe the... Like if I, when I, I one of my sponsors is uh, is Beachbody, and when I say what they are, is they're a digital platform that you can find on your tablet and whatever you know. They've got over a uh, whatever user. They've got every more... workout you can do. Yeah, but, but well, they but don't have mine. They don't. They should. They nah, fucking but they should. Don't. <laughs> they don't. Um, so we. So, like so then, what is yours? Is it a set of tapes? Is it a a physical studio? I I mean, I saw something that looked like the Biggest Loser set. I don't know where that is.
3: We we created a production studio. I call it the house that Shark Tank built.
0: Really? Yes. Why, why so?
3: Because we got on Shark Tank in 2014, baby. 2014, we got on Shark Tank. Let me tell you, look. When I wrestled in WWE, I didn't have the best time when I went to WWE in the beginning. When I left, I got my Hall of Fame ring. It was amazing. But going in, we'd come off the Monday Night War, so it was it was pretty aggressive. And it really wasn't wasn't good timing for me to come in at that time.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But Vince McMahon taught me the most valuable lesson ever. When you know you have the quant, when you have that goal that you know that you've been seeing for years, you got to be able to get up and walk away from the table if it doesn't work for you. And I didn't do it at that time. Yeah. But I learned and I beat myself up for a long time over it. And then I let it go got to let it go, man. What did you learn from this? Yeah. Can't be afraid to walk away from the table. So now i am got my deal with Shark Tank. Five interviews to get there. Shark Tank is the best reality show, the realest reality show, when it comes to what you see. Now, does everybody get those deals? That's business. Deals fall through all the time. Yeah. But you got to get their attention, but you also have to give them enough of what they want. I don't want to give them shit. I really didn't want to charge them any money. Like, how about we do it for a yeah. dollar? They're like, what do you mean? You don't need the money? I said, it's not that I don't need the money. I said, I don't want the money. I just want their experience. I said, we, if I ask for a dollar, it'll be a bidding war for it. They're like, yeah, if you don't, you know, that's not going to work like that. I go, I'm the next beach body. That's what I said to them. Yeah. But I only do one thing. I'm not going to do 100 different things. But they have a chance to get in on that. Well, if you don't need the money, now, so we can't do it. I go, oh, I could use the money. So I gave up. I said, I want $200,000 for 5%. They were like, "You yeah, got to come to like 25%. I go, not going to do that. So I'm already sticking with my, my guns all the way through. Now it gets to the last contract. We have to pretty much sign away. Like all your rights. Like you can't. Um, if CBS wanted to do a story of me, I'd have to run it by ABC. Everything. Internet.
0: Yeah. YouTube, yeah. everything.
3: I'm like, I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, it's a weird deal in this day and age. So
3: I said, my business partner, Steve, you, he goes, Shark Tank wants to know they need an answer by today. And I was driving to Chattanooga, which is 90 minutes from here. I said, tell them that we love the show, we appreciate the opportunity, but we're going to pass. 90 minutes later, as I rolled into Chattanooga, they, I got the executive producer on the line. They want to fix it. So, thank you so much, Vince McMahon. You taught me the greatest lesson ever. And there was a lot of lessons he had taught me. But in business, when you really believe in something and you know you have the quan, you can't just give it away. So, when we got on Shark Tank, we didn't get a deal. I didn't give a shit. I cared about the exposure. Mm -hmm. We made $1 million in five days. Wow. Five days. That... I it's probably worth about 2.7 million my building, everything in it we owe nothing really? we have zero debt, zero debt but it's been one thing after another that we've done, resurrection that's all of us we filmed it, we edited it, we produced it everything, we got another one coming up this year called Relentless and it goes from where I blow my back out with Kevin Nash and power Powerbomb. I rupture my L4 and L5 to where we are today. And it's one of the most inspiring documentaries that you'll watch. Because I tell you where I hit some really, really rough times, and I let you feel it and live it. And we've been filming 16 years. We've been filming through the good and the bad. Yeah. You know, so it's super, super raw. So that's, you know, it's, when we were on Shark Tank... Mr. Wonderful says to my my partner Steve, uh, "This is fitness. Nobody really makes money, you know. Beachbody, Gaiam, you know how many how many people do you think are celebrities that have done workouts yeah. and tried to sell them? You could probably fill the Superdome with them. Uh-huh. How do you guys make the money?" And Steve says, "We inspire people. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But how do you make the money?" I said, dude, we inspire people. And they either get on or they don't. And our platform started with just DVDs. Then it went to a DVD system where I had to build pamphlets and how to set goals and food plans and what to eat. Today, no one can touch our DDP Yoga Now app. Nobody. Really? It's got over, over 180 workouts on it. Let's start in bed. That go all the way to being freaking kick-ass super psycho shit. Yeah. Then there's motivational Monday. Every Monday, over 180 of them up there. Every Monday, new motivational Monday. A shitload of inspiring videos, like dances. Yeah. Are up there to inspire you because that story may not really relate to, but maybe Christina's does, or um, uh, Lacey's does. Whose ever story? It moves people to believe. And then there's all the cooking shows. And I I don't care how healthy something is, if it don't taste great, I ain't eating it. Yeah. Period. So it's totally comprehensive and online. We have the best community on the planet. And I just wrote a brand new book called Positively Unstoppable, The Art of Owning It, that literally just dropped two weeks ago. That's why my voice is like this, because I went actually three weeks ago. I went from that run into the Super Bowl on Monday Bart Oates who used to be you know world champion with the Giants uh, New York Giants uh, center is the president of the um, the uh, NFL Alumni the NFL Alumni put out a press release that they are partnered their physical fitness partner is DDP
0: Yoga that makes total sense I mean they're guys that went through the same physical kind of shit you and J- I'm Jake the Snake, and I just say that because I watched that documentary so many times. It was Thank fucking you. fascinating documentary. What were you gonna say, Dave? I I learned about it from Shark Tank, and I had just hurt my back doing CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you know I was you know in pain, and I figured I'd heal eventually, but I couldn't do any other kind of exercise other than swimming. And when we're on the road; you can't always find a pool, you know. Right. So uh, I would be in hotel rooms, and it would get worse from being on airplanes, sure. and be rental cars, and whatever. So I ordered, I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's affordable. And that's like something I think I would actually do. So I ordered it and I would just bring, there was one CD that I really liked more than the others. It was like 20 minutes or something. I'm Perfect. Like, I, I could fit that in. I would just do it, you know, every day. A lot of the hotels have yoga mats you can borrow. Right, out right. Of the lobby, And I would just do yeah. it on the road. That's awesome. That's awesome so, so, so then DDPY is is an app?
3: It's now it's it's yeah it's DVDs and it's an app.
0: It's a DVDs and an app. Yes. And is everything ac- accessible on the app? Everything, everything. And what's the app? The I'm, app I'm is, the guess. App, I'm is I mean I call it
3: DDP Yoga Now. Yeah. But uh, anybody can try it for seven days for free. If you don't like it, turn it off. That's the way I look at it. But if you don't try, you never do. Yeah. You know, and the whole point is what I love so much about Vance's story. The struggle, I mean, especially in the beginning when his first wing is, you know, 475, his next wing is 478. Yeah. Like he went up and didn't quit. You see, that's the whole thing. That's what the, our whole Positively Unstoppable Challenge. No one can sign up now, but we'll do more of them. But this, the challenge, we're you're going to see over the next four months, we're looking for the two best transformations in North America. So all over Canada and the United States. Yeah. The transformation will be physical and mental. Now, you can't lose 200 pounds. It's only four months. So yeah. it's not going to be something like that.
4: Yeah,
3: It's going to be whatever conditioning that you're at, how well you track it. How well you actually track your progress, but also the mental part. Because at the end, there's going to be a Q&A and there's going to be an essay to be written. So then we're gonna see. Now let's just say, say me and Vance start in the same spot.
4: Yeah.
3: And he has the same look, he say we both lose 45 pounds. It's just use uh-huh. that. Our our transformation looks unbelievable. Our, our our what we wrote, you know, is unbelievable. It's like, who do you pick in this out of these two guys? But he took pictures of the date on the calendar. With the, with the newspaper, mm-hmm. he filmed more than I did. Yeah. He has way more documentation. He's going to be there. Yeah. So then we're going to take those two people, bring them right here to Atlanta GA. Put them up. At the, you know, that, uh, uh, where Jake the Stake's, uh Resurrection Jake the stake was filmed. We called that house the accountability crib. Well, I still own that house. Yeah. Now it's an Airbnb. So you can stay in the Jake the stake Robert's suite or the <laughs> Razor Remote suite or DDP suite. So we're going to bring them in, put them up, first-class, five-star treatment, and then take the two of them over to our performance center. And we're going to give them a chance. There's going to be 100 books. It's all around Positively Unstoppable. Don't have to own the book to be a part of it. But Positively Unstoppable Challenge, there'll be 100 books on one side, 100 books on the other. One of each person will get to pick the book. And there'll still be a pretty good prize under the minimum one. But if you pick the right one, it could be a million dollars. I mean, I don't want to know anything about it. And I hope like hell it happens.
4: Yeah.
0: You know,
3: but it's like one of those things. It's like one of the game shows on TV. Yeah. But you're still going to walk away with a minimum of five or 10 grand. So your
0: entire entire business is almost the same way we approach podcasting in that it's all independent. It's all you doing it yourself.
3: Everything is us. Everything is us. Uh,
0: Everyone connects with that so much these days because it, for one, it gives everyone it gives everyone uh, attainable hope. Where you go, like I, I mean, I could do that. Like I could start doing that. Um, but I think it's just so much more. It it takes so many more middlemen out that fuck up the process. Right, right. That when you do that, now, God, that was exactly the answer I wanted when I was like, "Tell me about your story." <laughs> so, so then, uh, so then, let's talk about. Let's talk a little bit about. The weight loss and the way you kind of brought your community in Vance, because you you team up with dallas and then all of a sudden i mean every day it's a picture of you with like fucking 40 people walking seven miles or something
2: yeah no we um uh, you know when i started the my first two principles when i started losing weight was to commit to yes you know throughout my whole life people would say come walk with me i'll walk with you or you know and i don't would never go or something like yeah. that uh, but the two principles were to commit to yes and so if somebody said i'll walk with you i'd say where what time and what day and i would i'll be there
0: just to be just so we're clear committing to yes can be lead you into a lot of dangerous situations <laughs> yeah i've said yes to everything my problem is i have a hard time saying no to things yeah. and fuck man but but so so people would go. I'll walk with you, and you're yeah. like, all right, let's do it. Pick
2: the, you pick the day, and we'll be, I'll be there. And uh, so, I, you know, then I became accountable, and I had to show up, and uh, uh, you know. But they also, I posted everything online. Every every that was you
0: yeah every you. every exercise really smart move Did you see that little girl that's doing that in scotland now yeah
2: lauren hunter i think is that so her name? name yeah i saw She's her unbelievable there's a whole man. 30 years
0: old beautiful yeah. Yeah. just the fucking yeah. sweetest soul i think
2: that's her name She's how's a, she doing I, I haven't checked on her in a while but last time i checked she was doing good
0: well that's the thing it's got to be your own journey because yeah. i mean your journey started and i saw that video and uh, i was with tom segura and he's we both started like laughing because you said, "If Bert can run a half marathon, I can lose two hundred pounds." Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and but but the truth is that you weren't doing this, you weren't doing this for me. You weren't you weren't like a super fan. You just were doing it. You're like, I'm doing this for me. This is my, uh, this was the jumping off point. But this is my journey, and it was fun to like catch up with you as like. I'd see him every now and then, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And I'd be in bed with Leanne, and she'd be like, god dang, he lost 40 pounds? She's like, he's going to do this. And I was like, yeah. And then when it started fucking tearing away, I, I think everyone was like, holy shit. But yeah. so you started doing the walks. You were swimming?
2: I started out uh, walking and doing aqua aerobics because I've got both my knees are bone-on-bone, bone, and I figured those would be low-impact stuff I could do. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, the uh, my ortho had told me that I qualified for two knee replacements, but he wouldn't do it unless I was under 300 pounds. And so, um, you know, and you were talking about when I saw you running the half marathon, I'd, I had um, – you know, I, I'd given up for a long time. I just figured I was going to die, you know, and, uh, um, but the ortho wasn't going to operate on me. And, uh, but I was sitting there watching, uh, listening to you and Bur- you and, uh, Rogan's podcast during this whole month of October. And I, I mean, you know, I had a blast listening to it. It was awesome. And, um, uh, but anyway, the, I got up that Sunday morning to watch football and, uh, um, I was sitting in my chair drinking coffee, and I pulled up the my Instagram, and I saw a video of you finishing that St. Pete's half marathon. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I said, shit, if, if he can do that in two and a half weeks, I can do something. You know, I can get off his – I can get out of this chair, get off his couch. So I made that video. I just filmed the first one sitting in that chair that I'm Sunday sitting morning. Sitting in that chair, you're <laughs> head high. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I was sitting there. I just, just – it was – impromptu you know it was was just like an eureka eureka moment and so then i posted it and uh, and i don't know what was going to happen i tagged you and all four of you and you're the only one that responded that night uh, you had, yeah, I think you tagged uh, uh, Segura and said changing lives. As, <laughs> By the way, yeah. I was
0: joking, yeah, you're 470 yeah. pounds and you posted yeah. a video going, If Burger, bear have a marathon, I could do it. Yeah, and I was like, see some I'm changing lives. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, I read it, I was, my wife was asleep in bed and I was in there on the toilet. You know, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was checking my stuff before I went to bed, I was using the toilet and I read that you're, you're your post i got so excited i went in there woke up my wife said the shit is on the shit is on you know <laughs> on. so uh, uh so the next morning i got up in my underwear and just weighed myself in the mirror in the underwear in my underwear and it weighed 475
0: you got a great scale that talks to you yeah it's i a wish good your scale. scale though i wish that it i wish that it had it uh added like accents onto things uh, like yeah. it should go Oh, you're two hundred yeah. like That would be. They should do a scaling. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. um, so so you weigh yeah. yourself in, the, in that first day
2: yeah and then i then i start walking and i started low carb it's what I, the only diet i knew that worked is what i've done my whole life since atkins in the 90s yeah. i always do good at first but i always fall off and blow back up yep yep, yeah, because uh, cause it's not real food you yeah. go eat, eat tell like al that. roker that yeah al Roker's
0: and, a fucking lunatic apparently yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking <laughs> idiot and he's then
2: fucking- uh, yeah and then um you know and People, I, for, for me posting everything online, people were coming out of the woodwork, people I hadn't seen in years, people from high school, that people I graduated should, yeah. with were showing up and walking with me and making me go do things and, you know, saying, you need to come try body pump. And so I'd be yeah. up there at 5.15 in the morning doing body and Which is and, not uh, the right thing for you. Yeah, yeah, and he, he, he was, you know, I was trying hell. I tried camp gladiator a couple of times. They told me to come in whatever anybody said, I'd go try. Yeah. And then that's when he reached out to me and I started doing DDP and I kept doing the walking. You know, and we in the community support, the uh the friends and and family, it's just been unbelievable that, you know, the posting online, the committing to yes and the support from from friends and family and DDP, that's that's what's gotten me through it all.
0: What are the biggest changes? Like when I when I lose weight, the one thing I the one thing that I recognize the most, the first thing I recognize is, um, oh, I'm not scared of my closet. Like, I, like, I'm not scared to put on a shirt. Like, I, I look at shirts now and I go, fuck it. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not even going to wear a collar shirt. But when you go, when you lose weight, you go, oh, I can put on a collar shirt and I can go to dinner tonight and not feel fucking tight and overweight. Mm-hmm.
2: When well, you no, know, you can sit in booths. Um, and like I said, I, you know, if I ever left the house without that damn, bottom buddy to help me a tool i was in a panic before i I found that thing online i would i was eating two or three emodium a day uh in the mornings just to keep from going to the restroom while i was out really yeah because i didn't know what i was going to do if i had to and um you know it's a uh, it's a panic it's an anxiety it's a fear and what uh,
0: weight did you start wiping your ass again I
2: start having trouble at 400. So when 400. I get under 400,
0: I, it, when you got to 400, you're like, Yeah, uh, and that was, uh, that's
2: a big change. I don't have to carry that damn my briefcase around with that bottom buddy in it. Oh all my the God, time. you
0: had to carry a briefcase around with a bottom buddy. Yeah, to buddy hide it. You it?
2: know, like a woman with a purse, you know, to hide it.
0: Well, he must work for the CIA. He's got a yeah, briefcase. Yeah, I looked Not
2: important, that. you know. God. But, hell, but, but I couldn't go out to dinner, couldn't go anywhere without it. And, uh, you know, I mean, just. It's just anything in in life. Getting in people's cars, I couldn't get in and out of people's cars. I couldn't, uh, uh, you know, You're sitting in with the your chairs. your legs crossed right now. Yeah, I, I took a picture because when I flew DDP and Steve, you flew me out here for this. Yeah, and uh, uh, I took I crossed my legs behind the airplane seat, <laughs> and I took a picture and posted it on my internet, and I said. Uh, I said, uh, uh, I said, I crossed my le- no. I said, I crossed my legs on the airplane, and it's the little things, oh, you know, it's just hard, stuff like it was, that. It
3: was great. Those great, non-weight, those yeah. non-weight victories.
2: That's right, and you know, I mean, I didn't want to fly because I didn't know if I could get my shoes back on, you know, at uh, at the, after going through security. I mean, uh, you know, you you build your your life around you at home where you've got certain ways. You know, I had to be, get on the bed. I had to bend a certain way, and, and uh, to where I could reach my foot to get my shoe on, or I had to have a long shoehorn and a shoe big enough I could just slip on. I couldn't tie it, you know. I had to wear slip-ons and things like that. And uh, uh, you know, I mean, if I had a certain hot thing, I might could tie my shoes. I could do yeah. it on the bathroom. Uh, the tub that but if anywhere else I couldn't bend down to tie my shoe and sometimes I couldn't do it there it hurt my knees too bad to bend over and tie my shoes so slip-ons I had to wear slip-ons and uh you know and I didn't know uh once I got my shoes off at the airport if I could get them back on so I had anxiety about that flying and you know you have to buy uh, sometimes you'd have to buy two seats on the airplanes and um you know I just avoided flying and um uh you know, hell, I, I remember pancaking a chair at a lady's wedding one time. You know, they had those little folding white chairs after the yeah, wedding. Yeah, pancaked one of them. I didn't know if I could get up in the grass. Really, my legs were so weak. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a whole. Once you get now, you know, I hear you talk about the watching the Six Hundred Pound Life.
0: Well, my daughter's not a obsessed lot, with it. Yeah,
2: y'all, are, y'all love that show,
0: oh, and oh, uh,
2: yeah. and it, you know, to me, I see misery. You know, I see, uh, I see a lot of problems I had.
0: Really, mm-hmm. and you weren't even six hundred. You were their goal weight.
2: Four, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's not a fun weight to be. Four hundred for me was a, like a line of demarcation. Four hundred, uh, I started having serious problems with four hundred. Really? Yeah, but under under four hundred things gets got a lot gets a lot easier. And Bert, Bert, I want you to think about this for a second.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: When did that happen? Like all I know is. Twenty-five years ago, thirty years ago, if you—I remember Ripley's, believe it or not—was the two twins on the little motor scooter. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They were both four twenty-five. That was all they the were. Ripley's, believe it or not, four twenty-five on their little bike. I mean, there was no four hundred-pound guys. Now there's five hundred-pound guys, six hundred-pound guys. The food, the food, the food. You want to educate yourself because. You're feeding this shit to your kids. Yeah. No, you, know, you want to watch Food, Inc. You want to watch Genetic Roulette. You want to watch GMO? OMG, what the
0: fuck? Uh, those yeah, are the like- three shows you think you need to watch.
3: And Resurrection, because Resurrection shows you what's possible. Yeah. Resurrection, Jake the Snake shows you it's you're never too old, you're never too dark, it's not that bad. You can pull yourself up.
0: But Jake had more problems than just physical problems. Way more. So that's and, what I'm saying. That's yeah. why
3: when you watch Resurrection, you see anything's possible.
2: Well, the, the, when I watched the Resurrection of Jake the Snake, that's kind of what sealed, convinced me to give DDP a try. Because I, you know, after watching that, I, you know, I really felt that that Dallas had a good heart. That he was in it. Cause I, I don't know if I could have put up with Jake <laughs> as long as they did. You know, you've watched this show, and I, I couldn't. I'd have thrown that guy out of my house. And uh, yeah. uh but I really felt like he had a good heart after watching that. And I knew that what I would tried before had never worked. And so I said, "What the hell? I'm going to give. I'm going to get. I commit to yes. I'm going to give his system a try."
0: So. And did you? How did you feel? Was the was the crossover immediate? Were you like two weeks in? Like. I think I'm feeling something different.
2: No, it was immediate because, I, you know, when you do low carb, you kind of slow down after a few months. Yeah. And, you know, there's a big weight so you, loss. How long were you doing a, low carb for? I did six weeks of low carb.
0: And lost how much?
2: There's a chart. To, I, I could look it up, but I think, I'm i thinking 30, 30, 40 pounds, something like that. I was losing six to ten pounds a week initially, something and like that. that first
3: that. weight, when you're that big, that's mm-hmm. easy. It's mm-hmm. where he's at now.
0: This is the tough way. This is where it gets, yeah. but it
3: gets tough once you get that for that first 100. Now it changes. I watch so many guys get that 100 mark and this fall off. Like, dude, you lost 100 pounds. What the fuck are you doing? Get back yeah. on. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, but I feel so. I feel I let you down. Whoa, back the fuck up. You didn't let me down.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: No, I'm still here. You put the work in. Now I just don't have the time because I have so many. How many guys are you talking to right now online that lives you're changing? <laughs> Right now, ben.
2: shit. I don't even know. After that video went viral, before I, I, I text him my journal every day. uh That he, so he jumps on me, and uh, of what I'm eating and what I work out, and I post it online. But I also send that to about uh probably twelve people that I've met through this journey every day. That I send them my my journal, and we commit back and forth you know daily as to what we're eating and and that kind of thing but i mean but since the videos went viral um i I still haven't gotten through all my facebook messages messenger messages since it's gone viral i mean people have reached out to me from all over the world um, asking me about his program about my diet about how i do it asking me for advice asking just congratulating me and telling me to do a good job you know there's been a um, just, I mean, it, some of the stories are just hard to read. Uh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm slowly, and I hadn't even started on my Instagram messages yet, you know,
3: uh, and you can't help everybody, but the, the, they'll, they'll themselves out. That's where the list comes in. Mm-hmm. Cause when Arthur's video went viral crazy seven years ago, yeah, they would write me these letters and I have a team of people even get, but they still get to me. But they got to get through me, you know, get yeah. through that. <laughs> but it would be to all the, they would list all of their problems, which was a lot. And then at the end, but you're not going to help me anyway. and I don't have any money. And, blah, and they cut a promo on me. I'm that kind of guy that that bothers. <laughs> like it actually bothers me, you know. Yeah. So I thought, OK, here's what we'll do. You don't have the money. I got a hardship fund. I'll give it to you. If you do the list. Out of the list, and this is watching shit, taking pictures, yeah. taking measurements. None of this is hard. It's going to take six, seven, maybe eight, maybe nine hours between all the movies. That's brilliant. Nine hours! Oh my god! Two percent would ever hear from him again.
0: Mid roll reads. Mid-roll reeds. What are they? These are mid-roll reeds. BirdCast is supported in part by Mack Weldon, a premium men's essential brand that believes in smart design and premium fabric. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirt, hoodies, sweatpants, and more that you'll ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are antimicrobial, which means they don't stink. <laughs> They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you, no questions asked. Not only do Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. It's good for working out, for going to work, for going out on dates, or for flying across the Atlantic. I wore my Mack Weldon underwear. I love to wear underwear when I fly, Um, I think mostly because you're sitting there and you sweat so much. So I wore their Silverline underwear on the flight, and I wore Mack Weldon socks. I brought two pair of Mack Weldon socks because I, I love the texture of them. I'm a, I'm a tactile guy. I also threw on my Mack Weldon underwear another pair for, to go for a jog this morning. I don't normally wear underwear day to day, but I do when I work out, and Mack Weldon's underwear is absolutely fucking fantastic. For 20% off your first order, go to MackWeldon.com and enter the promo code Bertcast at checkout. That's MackWeldon.com, promo code Bertcast for 20% off your first order. This podcast is also brought to you by 23 and me this Mother's Day. For a limited time only, 23 and Me is taking $30 off their health and ancestry kit until May 13th. The health and ancestry kit is the perfect gift for Mother's Day. Celebrate what makes mom special with a personalized genetic insight on her health traits and more with the health and ancestry kit. You and mom can celebrate your genetic similarities and differences. It's important to pull out your differences with your mom and talk about that. Because as you explore, you shared connections with over 225 personalized genetic reports on health and traits and more. We have done this. Uh, we've done this at, at uh, Christmas. But this is such a cool thing to give to your mom. It's so different, too. And it's fun. It really brings you guys together. And you get excited. Um It was, it was, and then when they start coming in, everyone gets excited and you wait off. No one reads them off at the end. It's a, it really is like a fun family thing to do. And with 23andMe's traits reports, mom can learn how her DNA influences her her facial features, tastes, Smells and other traits. I'm telling you, this is a fun thing to do with your mom. With the most comprehensive genetic ancestry breakdown on the market, mom can explore where her DNA is from out of over a 1,000 regions worldwide. Learn about her genetic similarities and differences between herself and relatives and opt in to connect with people who share her DNA this Mother's Day. Like I said, get $30 off 23 Me's Health and Ancestry Kit at 23andMe.com. Slash Burt. That's the number two, three, and me.com slash Burt. That's two, three, and a, and d, m, e.com slash Burt. Again, that's 23andme.com slash Burt. Offer ends May 13th. There's it. There is a, I was in a meeting one time. I got down to 186 pounds when I was in, when I was 30, 28, 29 years old. Got to 186 pounds. I lost a bunch of weight and I felt good. I was going to spin class twice a day. I was I was hiking and I was I don't know I was eating whatever the fuck I wanted to eat, but I was working out like crazy, trying to watch my diet. You could do that then. Yeah, it was yeah. real
3: food, by the way, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: and um, I went to a meeting and my manager Barry Katz. He always has the best one line. He's my old manager. He always had the best one liners, and he said uh, he was the guy when the when the Van Wilder movie came out and he's like, Papa, there's two types of people: people who work and people who sue. Pick which one you want to be. <laughs> the fucking line he gave me in this meeting when I lost all that weight: "He goes, Papa, there's two types of people: people who talk about losing weight and people who lose weight. You are the latter. That is very important to know about yourself because there is two types: people that go, I'm losing weight. I'm gonna again, get, I'm getting in shape. That does it. I'm getting in shape. And then there are people who just fucking do it." and just go. That's it. I'm doing it. This is a mindset change. I'm fucking breaking this system and I'm doing it. And that list, that list, that's by the way that's fucking brilliant. When you said if you do the list. I have a buddy Ari Shafir who's trying to figure out a way to keep his ticket prices low. And what what he should do. There should be a there should be a list that we give our fans that we go, "Hey man, you want free tickets? Sure, do the list." All I need you to do is like cut uh, a kind of prom, like like a couple things that would help me that it sure. would be benef- beneficial right. to me you right. know like tell 10 people about my show uh you know like but on his social media that's easy yeah it's really easy and, and there's a way that it's very beneficial for us where we go i that that's more Im- i'd rather your commitment as a fan than your money right because i know that when you do have money you're coming there was this kid in uh in philly who uh who texted my wife and was like i will do anything for tickets to his show i didn't know he was going to add a six show i didn't know he was going to add it in any shows and i didn't get tickets to the first one and so i took my money that i would have had for his show and i paid my electric bill and he goes and now i don't have any money for his show but i'll do anything for a ticket for the show if you if you want i can help clean up i can. and i was like And I I was so touched because I was like, no, 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 no. First of all, I want you at my show. You are exact. I don't want the fucking rich couple who kind of heard about me, but they're like, our friends say that it's good. We should go. And then she gets offended. I want that kid who picked electric bill or my show. And so my wife's like, I left him two tickets at the front door. And then, and then you know, this is the way my brain works. I go put sixty bucks in there so we can get drunk. She was like, (laughs) she's like, Bert, no one needs sixty dollars to get drunk. And I was like, I was like, put sixty bucks in, kidneys get fucking wasted. And then we kicked him out of the show. He got fucking violent. (laughs) But yeah, that that list is really that's an important way to look at things because there are people we go, no, no, I'll I'll work with you. I'll do it. We we can do this for free. I just want to know you're committed
3: right right but a lot of people are always got one half foot and one half out you know my book positively unstoppable i break down a lot of that shit and i
0: make you do you are you are a wrestler till the day you die you are like me there i didn't realize i didn't realize i started doing these promo videos to promote shows and i didn't realize until I, i worked with hulk hogan one day and i realized Oh, I'm just cutting old wrestling promos. Right, like I'm doing right. what Dusty Rhodes did. The things right. I liked, I liked. I liked this. I'm a, I'm a son of a. I'm a pole, son of a carpenter, son of a electrician, right. and and uh, son of a plumber. Son of a plumber. <laughs> yeah. Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. I watched his promos so much, and then I did one with Hogan, Hulk Hogan, about Segura. I had my phone. We were in Orlando doing uh, monsters in the morning, and I said, um, "I go, hey Hulk." Uh, I'm doing this thing about my buddy Tom who's fat. We just Can you just like – I'm going to say something that we're workout buddies. And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. And I was like, do you need – he goes, no, 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 I got it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I did it. And he just goes, what's up, brother? I want to give a shout-out to two-titty Tom. <laughs> and <laughs> immediately starts mocking Tom in the most genuine way. And I went, oh, that's all I've been doing. And when I to- when I- when I talk to you, you do things I do. Like I, I always say – and it drives, it drives Tom and Joe and Ari crazy – but like anytime a camera's around, I'll ought to be like body shots world tour. I'm in and I know my dates. <laughs> I'm in Charlotte, Atlanta, Orlando, Tampa, West Palm. Like, but it's it's part of the uh it's part of the mindset in the weird way sure. of like promoting yourself, getting like you gotta be your guy.
3: Absolutely. Hey, you don't give a shit. Why should anyone else? Yeah. You know, period. Let me tell this is a story. And don't you because you met Dusty Rhodes, and Dusty was like, not just my mentor. I saw him friend, I saw him brother.
0: I saw him at the Tampa Armory. But uh you long, grew up there in Tampa. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. I grew up in Tampa. We saw him at the Tampa Armory right across the street from uh Tampa Prep. And we saw him Russell. We saw Wahoo McDaniels. Like it was and but he was Kevin something Sullivan McDaniels. Yeah, there was yeah. it was so that I mean I, I was a kid then. I mean I we used to I feel like we saw everyone back then, but he Dusty Rhodes was, was someone that just For some reason, just connected with all of us kids. But you were going to say, I'm sorry. So
3: he he would let me vent to him. So remember, my career starts at 35 and a half. He don't get over until I'm 40. So in between there, there's a lot of rocky road. And Dust would always let me vent on him. He would let me bitch. And one night I was going crazy, and I was like, no Dream, I I know I'm never going to be you or Rick or Hulk. I know I'm never going to be the world champion, but they just won't give me the, that is, that is enough. And he had never yelled at me before. I was like, uh, now I feel kind of stupid. Yeah. He said, what did you just say? And I said, well, I know I'm never going to be you, Dream, or Rick or Hulk. Goes, no, no, D, what did you say after that? I said, well, I know I'm never going to be the world champion. He said, then what the hell are you doing it for? He said, Dad, if, if you don't believe it's hard that you work, that you can be the world champion. Kid, you need to get the fuck out of the business right now. And he kept talking, and I don't remember what he did what, what he said after that, but I know exactly what I did. And there was a phone there, like this old cord phone, you know? Yep, yep. And there's a pad sitting right next to it. I grabbed that pad and I slid it over while he was talking. I wrote, I will be the world champion in five years or less. It was four years, four months, and 14 days. And it was a moment that was ingrained in my brain forever. But it was shit like that, where dreams, like who inspires the guy who inspires the people? Yeah. He would inspire the shit out of me. I would see him under the most pressure, not selling shit. Like, oh, it's okay, baby. Yeah, was like living on the edge of a Latin boat, You
0: know, like, <laughs> he was an amazing
3: bolt. cat. Amazing cat.
0: Yeah, he really was. I mean, there, there's mm-hmm. a lot of those guys are really, I mean, I I just, I don't know. I, wrestling has become so much a part of American culture, or at least stand-up culture. I think so many fans of wrestling are stand-ups that, like, I mean, I was talking to Bobby Kelly the other day, and we were talking about, he's, I, I it's something about hey man, thanks for putting me over with your fans, and it's such a it's like a wrestling term, right? But exactly. it's like it's like yeah, you, when you you put some, get put someone on your over. podcast, you put them over, right? Such a great. Uh, there's so many wrestling terms that we use in stand up now. That's awesome. But uh, but yeah, so so what's the, so what's the plan now? What are we gonna do now?
2: Uh, I'm going to 175,
0: and that's a bold statement. Fuck when he you, said 175, I went man. Could, That's a bold statement. Yeah. You I want to
2: be. be skinny. I've, I've never been skinny. I'm about, I, Shit, I, I bet I hadn't been under 200 since junior high.
0: I haven't been under 200 since I was 30. Yeah. I was, that was probably the last time when I was 30, I was under 200. There's been a, a standing bet with my friends for a large sum of money. Uh, if I could get under 205 and keep it off for a year. And I'll, that, I'll
3: take you up on that bet, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in and I'll help you, but you got to be ready. You got to be ready. <laughs> you
2: got to text your journal the, to him. The number every one day. problem
0: is I don't need anyone's money anymore. No, no <laughs> I know that I wish this bet happened a while back. <laughs> I, I told my dad how much the money was. My dad's like, "Fuck, I'll do it." And I was like, "And he's like, Why would you do it?" And I go, "I don't. I don't. I don't, I'll just fucking pay myself that money and have a good time." <laughs> I, I have to lose weight. I have to get. I, I'm. I we did sober October this year and I lost I think 20 pounds in the month but when I quit drinking I just it, the weight falls off me and I get really active um, but the truth is I don't like I'm I don't want to quit drinking not I mean not not in like a it's just I have a really good time in life I, I really love my life and I, nothing's going wrong with my life and I go to the doctor every year I'm healthy my heart's healthy my liver's healthy I'm not partying too hard I think people have an idea of how hard I party and I'm not partying too hard, but the, the the eating and the drinking combined has been just what?
2: I want to tell you something that resonated with me. That what you just said it was about this time before the um. there's some, so I don't know timing wise, but was some back in the beginning, y'all we uh, listening to y'all's podcast. You always talk about Ralphie May. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so and I, Ralphie
3: started too, and I couldn't get him to hold on yeah, to it. Yeah. Couldn't really, get him to hold on to yeah, it.
0: And, yeah, there's and, a lot, Ralphie. Could and follow
2: and through so, with. you know, I guess. But was, a went,
0: joke we, was one thing he could. God, yeah, he was yeah, a yeah, funny yeah, motherfucker. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when did he pass away?
0: Uh, okay. A year about ago. A year. Two years ago yeah, yeah. And so
2: I was thinking, y'all, were still talking about him. And so I didn't. I went back and pulled out one of his uh, videos mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix. I went to Netflix and watched one of his stand up specials. And I think it was one toward the end, but he he did a bit about going to the doctor and how the doctor never finds anything wrong with him, how everything checks out. Okay. And then, you know, then within a few months he was gone or a few years. Yeah. And so that resonated with me because, you know, somebody, you know when you're big like that, you can be gone anytime.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can. And I think for him, it was, I, I got to be honest. He, I got really scared of pneumonia because people were starting dying of pneumonia. We had a friend, uh, uh, a guy named Mike, died from pneumonia one year, and then Ralphie. I think Ralphie almost died of pneumonia on my buddy Cowhead's cruise, and then I think he had pneumonia again when he had that heart attack. I think that's mm-hmm. how he died. It was a heart attack. Yeah. I'm not sure. Come on. But there's, I mean, but here's the other part: is that, and this is, if we're talking about accountability, is that I'm mm-hmm. totally lying to myself when I go, "Oh, my drinking's fine. I'm happy." Mm-hmm. Like I definitely would be happier if i could just be like oh yeah i'm not going to drink i'm just going to go to bed guys and just got in my bed and went good night and closed my eyes but that's not how my brain works Mm -hmm. and so like i i want i want to lose weight i'm fucking i went skiing with my girls a couple weeks ago and i fell on my hand and Mm -hmm. i think i broke my hand and i broke some ribs and i was like immobile Mm -hmm. and as the second that happened immediately 10 pounds added on within a week 10 pounds and i'm like jesus christ like i was in better shape than i am and now i'm fat again and then i went skiing again i'm like fuck and so i don't know i just i i need to watch those three movies you talked about i want to watch those on the tour bus the next pick
3: up the phone and call me and we'll talk about it again it can start accountability doesn't start with you got to go to work right now yeah you know it starts with baby steps and dude i'm a guy who likes to have a cocktail. And I grew up in the bar business. Yeah. When if I wasn't dropping not now, I'm not drinking tonight. That I means so I had three or four shots and four or five beers.
0: I, I said that. Yeah. I said that the other night. I said I didn't really drink. But I mean, I had like yeah. two beers. Yeah. And someone was like, "That's drinking." I go, "Not my book." Like, yeah, I don't have yeah, yeah. two beers. That's not even doesn't even count. Yeah, you know? exactly.
3: But, but it took me. It's all about again the shift in the brain. You know, and I'm going to come back to it again. Positively Unstoppable is all about the art of owning it. Is that it is that thing, whatever you want it to be. And with your family and your health, I still want to have a cocktail when I want one, but I want to own it. And that takes work. You yeah. either, and I want you know how many people it owns. Yeah. And you see the shit that happens because you know, from the Jim Bellucci's on out, which is much bigger than just drinking, but yeah. bottom line the greatest minds in the world. You know, it's all about owning that inner voice. But Jake and Scott, the biggest thing, and if you go back and watch Resurrection, which is on, people who have never seen it, it's on Amazon Prime, Hulu, and iTunes. If you watch at the end, when we're and they're giving the credits, and we're standing in the ring, and we're talking, you'll hear Jake say, it's all about that story you tell yourself. It took me a year to get him to understand that. Like, stop telling that negative shit, to yourself, we've all had it. Your freaking dad treated you like shit or didn't fucking love you or whatever. Wow, wow, fuck it. Let it go. You got kids that love you. You got friends that love you. You got people who care about you. That movie, the biggest part of that movie, when Jake's shoulder went out on him. Yeah. And whatever didn't get paid, I would have paid for. Yeah, But let's put it out there because we knew what that funding thing, in the go is where we went. Before GoFundMe and all that shit, yeah. And I said, Jake, just cut a promo. Say, but just speak from the heart. Tell the people where you are. One take. We filmed it. We put it up. We figured out as fucked up as health insurance is, that where they're going to charge thirty-two thousand dollars to the insurance company for whatever to redo your shoulder, we're going to pay for it ourselves. It's like you know, eighteen. I think it was ninety-eight hundred bucks. Yeah. So that's what we asked for. 9800 bucks. We put it up at 12 o'clock at night. When we went to bed and got up the next day, we looked and saw what was on. $7,000. Now, this isn't people just giving money away. Pictures, phone calls, Skype calls, T-shirts, DVDs. Like, our shit? These people are getting a huge deal. Like, me or Jake were on the road. Our picture sign autographs 40 bucks. yeah our autographs 40 bucks 60 dollars combo. these were 20 20 dollars. it was uh, escape calls like 25. so we gave this whole list. <laughs> also a night at the accountability. oh no it wasn't even a night a weekend at the accountability crib, which I didn't know <laughs> that was a thousand bucks and what, my one guy put that up there Steve uh, my business partner <laughs> but I know so, but two of them came on. $7,000 in 12 hours. Wow. When Jake looked at that, he couldn't even speak. He just got so welled up in it because, like, they really do care. Yeah. And that same thing for Scott. They care. They care about people that you grow up with. They become a part of your life. Yeah. And that really helped Jake. I don't know if you know what he's doing today. But he I don't. T- he tours all over similar to you but it's in comedy clubs but it's more him just telling stories
0: yeah i know i know uh uh Mick foley does that makes a
3: little bit more comedy driven yeah but jake's yeah it's in, it's kind of in between what it's it's he's like the next step jake's would be the next the next step but it's funny as shit if you're a jake fan you fucking really
4: love oh him. those
0: guys sell out they sell they make a lot of money on the road uh I, Dol- Dolph Ziggler does it too, but you guys it's so natural to you guys to speak in front of people. Right. It's like there's this guy, Eddie Bravo, who's uh, a... I know Eddie. Eddie's amazing. He's, he's absolutely awesome. amazing. And he goes, I remember one night he's like, yeah, I'm going to go up and do stand-up tonight. And I was like, have you ever done it? <laughs> he was like, I did it a while ago. I don't know. And he got up and he was so fucking comfortable on stage, which is half of it right there, right, right. is just being comfortable that I was, I was in the back going like mesmerized. And uh, and I, I want to say it was oh, maybe Rogan or Callen came up to me. I go, God damn it, he's good. And they're like, Yeah, well, let's, don't forget, he teaches classes all day talking to people, so he's right. very comfortable talking in front of people. Right. And I went, Oh my god, that he was just very natural on stage. And I was like, Oh yeah, but it's that way with all you guys—is that you've you learned how to talk out loud to big stadiums of people, and just off the top of your head, and kind of like riff. And that's all stand up is. I
3: did did it. My wife and I were touring over UK. I had a blast. I went to an hour show, you know, and just tell, and basically, but I mix everything. I do, I'll take anything and I'll turn it into something inspirational too. Yeah. But, and then make you laugh your ass off. And then one night, I was up on stage, some little place in the UK. And you have the bright lights, you know, the little stage. And in the middle of the shit, I stepped off the stage. It's like four feet up, and I just disappear. And on the way down, thank God, a girl had like a white sweater on. And I saw the sweater and the table, and I caught her shoulder and the table. Boom, came down, and I popped right back up again. (laughs) And everybody
1: popped.
3: (laughs) And I go, I'm okay. I'm okay.
0: I fell off the stage drunk in Tampa, (laughs) and I fell off the stage drunk in D.C. one time. And the and I never thought anything about it. We were all partying. Uh, it was like a fun show. It was a great show. But I did fall off stage in D.C. And so I, I walk. I'm walking in one day to the D.C. improv, and I hear this girl in line. It's sold out. Show's sold out. She goes, um, is, I is is he gonna fall off stage again? <laughs> and I and the lady's like, I don't I don't think he's drunk right now. And I was like, I was so let down on myself. I was like. I'm not just some guy that falls off. Like this girl's poor girl wants to hear me do comedy, and here I am falling off stage. And by the way, I—I I, I was first of all, just to be fair, it was me and Steve Burn on stage, and I was also sick, so I like had a chest infection, and so I was coughing, and I fell off stage. It was a long story. I was drunk also, so anyway, I, I get on, I get on stage, I get on stage, and I and I'm like, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm not drinking tonight. I'm gonna, I'm a stand-up comedian, goddamn it. So I'm doing stand-up, and then they start sending shots to stage. I go guys I'm not doing shots and they're like drink um. and I was like no drink them um. and I'm like no I'm not going to I'm going to do stand up comedy tonight and I said listen I'm going to be very candid there's a woman in the audience who I heard in line ask if I was going to fall off stage again and that bummed me out and she goes I'm the one sending the shots asshole <laughs> and I was like What she goes? I want you to fall off stage, and I was like, "Oh, fuck it!" And I just got hammered. And I was like, "But those club days were the fucking best, man. When anything went on, the fucking black guys would get up on stage and whip their dicks out, and you're like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) Real no cameras. They had no cameras back then, so anything went. That was a wild west of comedy. Now you can't even fucking. Fucking! You can't even do anything because everyone's videotaping. You gotta get. I'm gonna write a blog about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So so 180 180. You want to get to 175.
2: 175. I want. I want to make my doctor tell me to quit losing weight. <laughs> She's told me to lose weight, or, my, or her or some other doctors told me to lose weight my whole life. I, I want. I want to hear them say they submit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how much fun is it going to the doctor now? Uh, well,
2: you know, most of them are surprised. You know, it's a whole different feel. I get pictures with them afterwards. You know, yeah, and, and uh, we have a blast.
0: And what did you, what did you say about your skin? You goes, I earn this skin.
2: Yeah, no, yes. They, a lot of people ask me if I'm going to get the uh, uh, skin removal yeah. Uh, surgery. Yeah, loose skin, loose skin removal, and and I tell everybody uh, so. Said so every one of those wrinkles was a good steak or a, or a glass of good red wine. I yeah. earned it, so I'm going to keep it. So um, that's you know that's my uh, that's my philosophy right now. We'll see how it turns. When I get to 175, we'll see what it, what it, how I look. I may look like a you know like an old man and a skeleton and a whole bunch of skin. So well, what What amount of
0: weight you lose if you just cut off skin right now? It
3: would be a lot. No, for uh-huh. for what he loses, it will, that that will take a significant number away. Yeah. Your skin's heavy.
4: Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I don't
3: well, the know.
0: skin just like if you don't do the surgery, will it just naturally kind of retract a little bit? No. I
2: don't, I don't very
3: know. very little bit, little bit. You know, like very. It depends how young you are.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. My skin, I think my skin's where it's gonna be. Yeah, I like to I like to keep it I like to keep it fresh. Yeah, <laughs> keep it tight. Yeah. Taunt. I got I I got in the I get I like to get in my pool every morning. Uh, it's like it's not that cold, but it's like fifty degrees. Which is pretty cold. And the other day I got in and my nipples got so small, they were pulling my tits in. <laughs> and my, that my nipples were purple. And my wife saw them and she's like, I don't know if that's healthy for you. I was like, I can't help it. So then, so when do you fly back to Texas?
2: Hey, uh, tomorrow, uh, about 1, 1 30, 1 15, something like that.
0: And then what are you guys doing tonight? Uh, we're, going to your
2: damn show, oh, that's man. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's are you
0: working player. out at all together? We're you' going to
2: be that? Well, I I went to the, his the, the uh, DDPY Performance Center yesterday and worked out with Pat McDermott after getting in from the airport, airport. And I hadn't worked out with DDP this trip yet, but he's every time I touch the ground out here, he puts me to work. Really, uh, I,
3: dude. I, I, the only reason I'm here right now and not in bed because you're in town. Because I'm. I mean, that, it killed me on that. At Radio Row because I just come off the run in New York. Yeah, went right to Radio Row. I did eighty-seven interviews in six days. And you got to remember, a lot of the guys like from from Ray Lewis to Ed Reed. I mean, these guys, you know, I've never met them, but we know each other. Yeah, and you know, so then that bonding starts, and then stuff that you know that you know doing with the alumni and. Like, tomorrow, I'm thinking, okay, I'm taking off Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. I'm not doing anything. On, uh, my wife gets, uh, Brenda, she gets an email. And it's two guys, father and son, who play in the NFL. One, never made a past practice squad. You know, we played three years, though. Yeah. That means he hit every play. Yeah. And his dad played five years for the, five, for the um, Philadelphia Eagles. So, he's 72. So, there's a, there's a conference here. He's coming down here um, with. It. He's gonna bring his dad, cause I'm gonna help him. Cause when when Vance started out, he's using my chair for it, sitting in the chair.
4: Yeah.
3: Then using the chair would stand strong. Well, that's where I'm sure that the uh, you know, the dad's gonna start. So he's coming down. So I can't say I, I'm not feeling well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get my ass up and get the hell over there. And then I'm gonna shut everything down
0: for about three days. You got to, yeah. You got to. Not to, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you how it starts. <laughs> well, this is great. So everyone can track your story. You're on. You're at at, at LawDog,
2: fifty oh, fifteen fifteen. Yeah, I see LawDog fifteen fifteen at Twitter, and then Vance underscore Hines at Instagram, and then just uh, Vance Wade
0: Hines on Facebook. And, they, and that video on Facebook's got how many views now?
2: Well, um, Facebook, I think it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. I know that YouTube. Viral, video, YouTube. Yeah, viral videos I saw account was over 7 million. The, his YouTube channel is over 27 million. I think it's almost 28 million. Jesus.
3: Crazy, man. Video. All it takes people to see that, and all of a sudden they want to it, spark them. They don't have to do my shit. Just take control of your shit. Yeah. You know, and just start to make one step at a time. And, you know, what I like to do is I like to have people who want to jump in full board, go for it. If people just want to put one foot in the water, put one foot in the water. You'll get there.
0: Yeah. And if they want to do it through your stuff, you and, have um, the app.
3: Yeah. Well, let, let, I, I tell everybody, go, you know, go to ddpyoga.com because that's where you'll see the video of that disabled veteran. Yeah. That's where you'll see the different videos where you'll see, like, wow, you can't fake video shit. Pictures, we all know what you can do it video can't change that shit. But everything's up on ddpyoga.com. Got a special going up there right now. My app, which is seven days free. If you go if you go to ddpyoga.com, you're going to, you're, it's going to be cheaper than if you go to iTunes or or if you go to Google Play or whatever. But that's all about ddpyoga.com. But I say don't listen to anything I say about my company. Go to my Twitter, at Real DDP, at ddpyoga, or my Instagram, at Diamond Dallas Page, at DDP Yoga or go to Facebook and just pull up anything about DDP Yoga and read what people write. And that, like you can't make them say that shit.
2: Yeah, and let me tell you that any, all those people that are reaching out to me now, and the first thing I ask them to do is to uh, join the Facebook group DDP Yoga because um, it's such a positive and supportive environment and community. I mean, it's nothing. it's like nothing else that's out there, and they get a taste of what the environment and the community is about. And um, and they see in that group um, people struggling with the same problems that they're struggling with, and, they're, and they get you know talk about how to fix it, and what they can do, what's helped them, and you know it's just it's just a wonderful community, and that I can't recommend a mo- enough. People go into that, that that Facebook group. It's just one word: DDP Yoga. No spaces. And i have got to say this because you
3: always do it. You, you clicked it in because I never ever. This is the one thing I never do. WrestleMania, we're going to be doing a DDP yoga workshop uh, over WrestleMania weekend. Baltimore, we're going to be doing one. When is that, baby? March 17th, we'll be just outside of Baltimore in Timonia at Life Med Institute. It was my buddy, Kent Backler, who actually set me up to meet Kyle Richardson, who's the president, who also played for the Ravens, but the president of the um, NFL alumni, and Kyle started doing the program, loved it, felt so much better. He got Andrew Bolton, who's the president of the Atlanta chapter here, on it. And then they got Bart Oates, who's the head of the whole alumni. So I'll be in uh, up there in Baltimore on what day again? March 17th. April 5th, I'll be in New York City. It's my birthday, my 63rd birthday. And we're doing a workshop there. And we do a huge retreat every year. It's when is that now again this year? June 23rd to 29th. And you know we, we we eat real well.
0: where's we, the retreat?
3: uh in Tulum, a beautiful five star resort in Mexico in Mexico Ooh. and bro, it's like we eat good we we, we work out and we party because because <laughs> this ain't your mama's yoga retreat. this is GDPY you would love it and the people are the best part.
0: Uh, the I, best, all best I know part. is I gotta beat Vance to 200. do you realize do you realize (laughs) fucking what would happen if they're like wow Bert he was 470 when he found you and now he's skinnier than you (laughs) Jesus I guess oh he lapped me (laughs) I am going to go for a fucking jog now (laughs) I'm I'm getting DDP I'm getting the the fucking app I'm gonna do it on the bus and I'm going for a run immediately and I'm not eating and I'm taking a Xanax tonight and I'm gonna sleep the day away well, I hope uh, I hope you guys hang out. You do? Can you, can you, we drank in uh, in Austin, yeah, I, no, San Antonio. Drank. I don't,
2: drink, I don't I hadn't had drink in six years.
0: For real?
4: For real.
2: I used to drink a lot. I used to drink uh, three of those one point
0: seven fives a week. What's a one point seven five? Yeah, half gallon handle. Oh, you mean a one nighter? Uh, yeah one 90, yeah one those were two for me
2: <laughs> yeah i used to drink two of those th- three of those a week
0: and you're still you're still doing uh you still have a job yeah fuck it's so hard for me to wrap my head around anyone who's working and also doing all this shit yeah fuck yeah well hey man i swear to you on my children's lives you you have inspired me beyond belief i think of Every time I get on the scale and I'm overweight, I think of how you get on the scale every day with a victory, and I'm taking L's to the jaw every fucking day. (laughs) And I'm telling you, man, I am I am so happy for your success. I am so, so genuinely happy. I went at the very beginning of this, I literally almost started crying. I walked out of the shitter and I did not recognize you. You are night and day from just when I was in San Antonio and Dallas, man. God only made a handful of people like you. You got Oprah. You got you. <laughs> Zig Ziglar. <And> Zig Ziglar. <laughs> Thank you for being who you are, man. That is, you're an inspirational dude and you're changing lives. And I'm, I just think it's, I think it's, I'm really blessed. I'm really blessed to be a, a part of this circle. I remember when you said something, when you guys first started reaching out, I wrote back on Twitter, I was drunk. I was like, hey, Vance, don't forget. I'm your true inspiration. Yeah. Dallas is nothing.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> oh, you actually said, fuck Dallas. Fuck Dallas. <laughs> fuck
4: Dallas. I laughed yeah, I so on hard. I
2: was in a video in San Antonio at your at your meeting. greet yeah. afterwards.
4: Oh,
0: yeah.
3: oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, I
2: laughed so hard.
0: All right, well, I'm going to go work out. We'll do a show tonight. We'll have a cocktail maybe, Dallas, or maybe Absolutely. you should go home and get some sleep. We'll have some boiled eggs and an avocado in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm watching those movies. I'm watching those movies, and uh, then no, and are
3: you one of those guys who never picks up their phone on for a tweet or text?
0: I, Friggin- I, if you text me, I I I got off Twitter. Uh, no, I don't forget that shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about
3: texting. I'm I, gonna I text, text you.
0: Yeah, text me. I'm just
3: gonna be your little accountability gout. Just hey, dude.
0: Done. Yeah,
2: hey, say, hey I- you, you got to know what you're signing up for.
0: Hey, I got. I'm, I'm texting you today. So you're
2: not a Hollywood dude. You ain't just saying that. Oh bullshit. no,
0: I'm super Hollywood. <laughs> I was wondering if I was gonna have I'm, to step in. I'm yeah. a Hollywood whore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am. <laughs> so are you
3: Hollywood whore now? Or are you Hollywood bullshit.
0: I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm an. Uh, I don't know what I am to be honest with you. I'm a regular person. I'm a Are very regular person. Are you going to if I reach out yes, to you, yes.
3: you'll answer back? You'll just say "fuck you."
0: No, no, I will so definitely something. answer back. I definitely, yeah, I, I'm. I text back to people. Okay. There's some people that give me anx- yeah. there's some people that give me anxiety when they text me, and I just don't text back. I keep it
3: keep it short, bro.
0: All right, yeah, I would, there's usually whenever I get into a text thread with like real men, I reply, but it's like uh, any MMA fighter will text you. And then if I don't reply, they text back, hey, man, I'm starting to get feelings about this. I texted you once and you didn't reply. And then immediately I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but so, yeah, I will text you back. Yeah, good. Keep accountable and it's the race to 200
2: race to 200 200. i got a
0: a 30 i got a 30 pound jump on you but i gotta be honest with you i gotta i gotta i'm I'm the i'm the hare. i take this i I sprint real quick and then i take my nap
2: (laughs) all right well i'm gonna keep i'm gonna race to 200 200. jesus christ you're committed now i know how these bets go for you
0: (laughs) 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 fucking race to 200 what's (laughs) the bet i do not making a goddamn bet I, I know you're getting to 200 <laughs> <laughs> and for me it's a dream <laughs> looking, stand on stage at 200 pounds and everyone's like where's the humor in this <laughs> take your shirt
4: off and now, your
0: and now you're off. just showing off
3: yeah, yeah, well, oh yeah, yeah great
0: you lost weight fantastic way to go big guy
3: but you'll be able to pull that skin though
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, maybe I'll fill the skin with water or something. I get some injections. All right, guys. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank Congratulations. This a, a bucket you guys. list
2: for me, man. Thank you for this, man. Dude,
0: you're, awesome time, brother. Thanks. You're for having a bucket list man. You shit. fucking killed it. Thank you.